and welcome to Infendo Radio. This is the fourth day of March. My mom's birthday was two days ago. Happy birthday, mom. You're not listening. Who am I kidding? Um, but I've got two fine co-hosts with me here tonight. Lucas and Justin, how are y'all doing tonight? You mean I missed an opportunity to make a your mom joke to your mom? <laughs> I mean, you still have a little bit, a few seconds before I mute you, Justin, so why don't you have at it? <laughs> How are you doing, Justin? Uh, pretty good. Um, nothing new to talk about, so yeah. Hi. <laughs> Lucas, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. I'm sure one or more of my parents are watching at some point in the future, so <laughs> hi, folks. How are you doing out there? Um... My life is good right now. I have no complaints. I did my best. I have no regrets. <laughs> Very nice. Well, we have a few um, fine people in the Hunter's Hub with us tonight, so thank you, Phantom and Hacks, for being a part of our Patreon. Thank you, Hacks, for being an executive producer tonight. If you want to be one, too, you can at the Patreon slash Infendo Radio. But uh, before we move on, to, because we have all kinds of plugs tonight, so let's try and get a few of them out of the way first. Um, we actually just launched a, a merch shop, um, so that's really cool. Um, it's on Design by Humans. You can go to Design by Humans com slash shop slash infendo or you can also go to infendo.com and just click on the merch shop link on the very top and that'll take you right there but yeah we have some cool stickers some cool freaking mugs i'm definitely gonna order myself a hoodie and a mug and perhaps a sticker to put on my laptop but yeah it's really cool um lucas has put in the majority of the work so thank you very much lucas for doing that for us um it, it's great um also, one last plug from me, and I'll let everybody else plug whatever else they want to be, get plugged in. Um, go to Infendo.com because there, there's actually um, some updates there. You can actually join our Discord directly from Infendo.com now. So come and hang out. Um, you can also, like I said before, join the merch shop. So do that. So yeah, um, we're making a, updates a little bit at a time ahead of our site redesign. So come and check us out. Um, any other things we need to d say before we get moving, guys? I think we're good. We're good. I'm good. Awesome. Well, then let's get started with the show proper because we are actually going to be doing a roundtable um, discussion again tonight. And I think that it's the perfect time to do so because it's actually a year that uh, since the Switch has been out. And tonight we're going to do a little roundtable discussion um, pertaining to that. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to kind of take the lead here. So I guess this is my little soapbox session. So um, here we go. <laughs> Nintendo Switch, one year out. Um, who would have fucking thought that it would have been doing so good? Honestly, not me. It's already surpassed the lifetime sales of the Wii U, which we've already discussed before. But um, what I think that doesn't get a lot of discussion, and maybe it's a bad thing, I, and Lucas might think that it, that it is, but uh, the, the, the games in the Switch library have already surpassed the lifetime uh, games that the Nintendo 64 has ever had. So there's more games <laughs> in the Switch library than, the, than there ever were on the Nintendo 64, and that's fucking crazy to me. So, um, I mean, it's great to be a Nintendo fan at this time. I think we've kind of all talked about it before, but, um, you know, it's nice that Nintendo is relevant again. It's nice that um, the Switch, the platform of choice, is starting to actually see games come out that are, you know, not like... <laughs> 
two years, five years, six years old, even though we still are getting those, but you know, like we're getting games that are on current generation platforms, like Rocket League, and we can play with players from other consoles. I mean, that's freaking awesome. We have um, already received uh, arguably three of Nintendo's highly highest profile franchises in Mario Kart, um, Mario, and Zelda, each amazing games. I mean, obviously Mario Kart 8 was a game that already came out on the Wii U, but you know, not a lot of people had the Wii U, so it's really cool that that game that this game already has a larger install base than the Wii U game ever did. So, I mean, all good things for the Switch. Um, I mean, it's growing and growing and growing. It's a indie platform darling, to be honest. I mean, that's really the only place I, w I would want to play some of these indie games. Night in the Woods, I'm really looking forward to getting into. I purchased it a long time ago, haven't really um, de dove into it, but I know that Lucas really enjoyed that one. There's so, so many great games in the Switch library, and we're only on year one. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't, again, not that it's, you know, fanboyism or anything like that really matters, but, you know, like, Nintendo's doing well, and when Nintendo's doing well, that can only mean good things for us, you know, like, it's just fantastic to see the Switch do so, so great, and, you know, more to come here in year two. We've already seen, um, that in the second, not really the second year since February was Bayonetta, but, you know, right at the tail end of the, of the first year, we're already seeing Nintendo kick it into gear with some new games, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see what's, um, in 2018 and beyond. So, that's really all I all of my piece. I'm gonna toss it off to um, I guess Justin. Why don't you kind of take the soapbox away and tell us about your year one experience? Um, yeah, I mean I'm uh, probably the latest to the game, uh, no pun intended, of the Infendo group here. But uh, yeah, I mean I wasn't expecting to get as much use out of this as I have. I'm getting texted right now. I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um. Uh, train of thought. Train of thought. You weren't expecting to get um, as much out of it this year as you have. Yes, thank, thank you. Um, <laughs> I but, listen. Yeah, I mean, it's just the uh, the convenience of it. I I love it. Like I used to carry, um, when I wasn't working from home, I used to carry my 3ds with me everywhere, and you know, bring it out. You know, when I had to stop the toilet or unbrakes it. At work, and I mean, around the house, the switch has become that for me. And then, you know, at night, uh, my fiance usually falls asleep on the couch after we watch a couple shows. I stay up and play video games. I can play the switch on the TV. Um, I get to play with you fine people at Infendo and our listeners and and Twitter followers and all that. Um, and uh, I'm just so impressed with the library because. I used to not really care about most games that come out on Nintendo systems that aren't made by Nintendo, but there's just so much great stuff here. Like, I'm actually playing Skyrim. I'm actually playing an Elder Scrolls game, which I never thought I would do, but the convenience of just being able to pick it up then you know, like, warp from one place to another, talk to this person, and then put it down um, is great, and yeah, the indies... Um, and these retro games that just look phenomenal on this screen, Blaster Master Zero and Shovel Knight and the Arcade Archives, just, um, it really has me excited about what else is in store for this, because when 
Nintendo hits the right note, it can linger for years. And, like, I know we've got to get another Smash game, another Mario Kart game. Uh, They're already working on another Zelda game. And just... I mean, I hate to gush too much about it because there is some bad news out there. You know, the the library's still a little lacking, but um, I'm happy with everything that I have on it. So, and thank you, you know, for for her pitching in and and getting it for me. <laughs> well, I yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what else to say because I didn't. I didn't prepare a speech. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I will just jump in then, and I'll give my totally uninterrupted speech too. That is kind of the weird thing about this, as we're still experimenting with it. We don't know exactly when one person is done, and we should move in. But um, uh, yeah, I had a kind of interesting story to getting my switch. If you were around a year ago when Infendo was doing its thing. Um, I had The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I think I bought (laughs) as a day one purchase, or I bought it pretty freaking immediately toward the beginning of the game. Because we we got the we got the the Breath of the Wild for you early, remember oh, that? And then so you were yeah, that's right, that's right. As like a super happy fun time present thingy. I I totally forgot that you guys did that. So sorry in advance for being a total jerk. Um, but yeah, so that's that's how I ended up with that. Um, yeah, because Eugene um, chipped in with part of like the Infendo money and got everybody the game. And I decided mm-hmm. I wanted it on the Switch because I knew I wanted to play it on the Switch and not on the Wii U. Um, the problem was I couldn't afford and couldn't find a Switch. So I waited about a month, I think. Three weeks, a month, something like that. And then I finally got I a um, one pre-reserved at Walmart for like a few weeks later. I bought it and then I had a Switch all of a sudden. I could play Breath of the Wild. Um, I got into the party really late with that. Everybody else had already played and mostly beaten the game. Um, but yeah, that was my Breath of the Wild experience, at least. Then things kind of went quiet for, for a while. I put a lot of money and a lot of time into games that were fun, but like were admittedly kind of time filler games like Bomberman and... I'm trying to think of even some of the other ones. I guess Mario Kart, Vroom. things like that. Well, Room in the Night Sky was a one-off <laughs> with me and Mike. But um, but yeah, games Don't like that. Just, just things to play to kind of pass the time and have fun. And and then Mario came out. And then all of a sudden I was like, I love this system again. It's everything I want. And then like uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. And I bought like three Dynasty Warriors games in like Japanese. Because you can buy on the Japanese eShop for the first time on a Nintendo system, which is also really cool, and I love it, and I wish it was easier to do because it's so much fun to do, but I hate having to, like, go on pay, Play Asia and, like, buy yen, and it's it's a mess. But I guess the long and the short of it is I'm getting a lot out of this system, and I'm at a point in my life where I'm able to get more out of it because I'm no longer a student, so I have a lot more time to dedicate to my hobbies when I'm not working or working i guess um but but yeah no i mean like it's been a phenomenal system it's the only system i really want to play i will say kind of like you guys both alluded to there is a lot of indie content on the eShop. um i personally have kind of indie burnout just because i feel like when i've played one game i've kind of played them all lately 
They're all kind of short. They're all kind of simplistic. They all give me a fun experience, but it's not that like triple A immersive kind of experience that I really miss with like a lot of the games that I had on Wii U. Um, short of that, I really have no complaints about the system though. I, I guess my only other complaint is that I'm running out of space because I have so many games on it uh, downloaded digitally. But yeah, I really love my Switch. It's a great system, and I'm happy it's been a year. And I'm happy it's doing so well financially. <laughs> um, I awesome. will keep an eye on the Amazon uh, Gold or yeah, the Anabox <laughs> the Amazon Gold Box deals, and uh, the, like every couple of months they'll have a huge sale on uh, the SD cards, mm-hmm. and like I got a hundred. 28 gigabytes for 20 bucks so uh next time i see one of those i'll send a link your way well i appreciate it i don't know if i'm gonna take you up on that because again that requires having money to put into something that is only used for storing you know stuff but if it's super cheap i might jump on board so i'll I'll definitely take that offer yeah and that's the thing i feel like with the switch like you're so into the system that you're looking into all of these extras like extra memory and extra controllers (laughs) and extra this like there's people who collect joy-con and they cost like (laughs) what is it like 70 or 90 dollars each for like a set 70 bucks i think and like, I've I seen, want the Mario Red ones. Well, I think one of our listeners, Rose of Death, has like 20 different like sets of Joy-Con, and they're beautiful. And I'm like, how do you afford these? It's like, it's, 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 it's fantastic, and I want all of them, and I want all this stuff for my Switch that I have reminds, no business buying. It's like Amiibos all over again. It right. reminds me of back when the N64 was the system, and I was in college and living with my parents and had disposable income and had, like, I had four controllers, including, like, a limited edition gold one and the Donkey Kong 64 banana yellow one. Right. And when the with the GameCube came out and they had um, the Zelda game, Four Swords, the Four Swords Adventure... I had I actually had four Game Boy Advance SPs, oh. four link cables, like like, wow. and I still have them in a box downstairs. Like if I ever wanted to go through the trouble of hooking all that shit up, I could play Four Swords Adventures four player tomorrow. So, but <laughs> so wait, what I'm what I'm getting out of this is you were in college when the N sixty four was a thing. <laughs> Eat my ass! Shut up. No, I I mean this. I'm I'm literally shocked because I was seven when it came out so like i could barely speak and was in like the second grade and you were in college like oh i was in college when the wii u came out and i was graduating when the wii u came out (laughs) well i all right i was in high school when the n64 came out like junior like junior high or junior that that transitional period yeah yeah i was in junior high because it was 96 and so N64 was my high school years, again, but still, like, living with my parents with disposable income. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, buying every new game, like, on day one, whether I was going to play it or not. And then See, I, GameCube was my college years. I didn't really get into that until, like, the Wii and really the Wii U, um, when it came to, like, being able to do that kind of stuff. Because when the Wii came out, I could buy games digitally. So I didn't have to go to the store. I could be like, hey, I have 15 bucks. Let's swipe it and get some games, you know? (laughs) So that was a thing. But, um, yeah, yeah, I guess just different experiences, you know? Um, I I will say that I feel like... uh, Oh, 
Eugene? No, go ahead. Finish your thought. I was just going to say that, like, I feel like every gamer, like, like real gamers who, like, this is their number one hobby, like, they have a love affair with their different systems, you know? Like, I right. my fondest memories were playing the Super Nintendo and, like, learning how to play video games. And then, like, I got my <laughs> Wii and I stood in line for, like, five hours waiting to buy one with my buddy in high school. And, like, now my Switch, like, that whole story and everything. And, like, I, I, I loved my Wii U when it was a thing. I hate my Wii U now because it's so clunky and cheap feeling and like, you know, the system isn't even in the <sighs> controller. It's on the stand over there. But like the Switch feels really special. And I don't know if it's going to still feel special when we get the next Nintendo system. But right now it feels really special. And when you bring it out in public, people want to play it. People want to buy it. People want to have it. Like that's a cool feeling again because... It's been a few years since people wanted Nintendo systems. And even when the Wii was a thing and people really wanted it, like, it was still kind of the laughing stock of that generation. It was still like, oh, you bought a Wii, so you've got all this shovelware and exclusive... I'm Italian, deal with it. But you've got all this shovelware... <laughs> no, I'm, and... I'm, I'm imitating the, the early Wii days. Oh, I thought the, you were making like, fun of the fact the... that I talk with my hands like a freaking No, I'm Italian too, so <laughs> remember um, we established it, this. <laughs> anyway, the, 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 the long and the short of it is that, like, the, the Wii was still kind of like a quote-unquote, I hate this term, but like a casual system. It was the game that you had all the party games on and the motion games and yeah justin's waggling games and stuff like that but like now we have a system that works really well with hardcore gamers and like serious gamers it works well with families and it's a fun system and you actually want to own it that's a cool like trifecta to have um for i had sure, a thought it's sure. gone so eugene you want to <laughs> yeah i'll the... jump right on so i my thoughts here are like um i, I don't know it's I am getting the same vibes of the Switch that kind of like what you were saying, Lucas, right? With, the, with that you got with the Wii, except for that we in, we still kind of have some of those like more casual games, I guess, on the Switch. But there's just like a load more games, like I guess what that you would call like mature, right? Like that are for like a you know like a adult audience, right? And I think the indie games tend to fill a lot of that role as well. But what's great is that there's a lot of third parties that are stepping up to the plate and bringing us their stuff that as well for that, you know. Like I Again, played fucking uh, Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doom. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's crazy. Like, I went to a like, party did, did, um, did, the other day. Well, not really a party. We were just at, like, you know, just chilling at somebody's house. We were watching TV. Was it a we're rooftop? We were kind of bored. We were, we chilling ordered a out, pizza. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool. Oh, was it a rooftop we party? It was. I, <laughs> unfortunately, not. But, um, so, you know, we were bored, and then somebody busted out their Switch, and they're like, hey, you guys want to play Jackbox games? And I don't know if you guys have ever played that before, but you can play it on your phone. I know and, of like, it. Yeah, it's really cool. So, like, you know, there was, like, ten of us, and we were all able to log in on our phones and play a game on the Switch, like, on the... And it wasn't even on the TV because, you know, somebody had just randomly brought their Switch with them, and we were all just, like, huddled over a fucking coffee table, all ten of us just get uh, on the, uh, around a Switch and a kickstand. Like, it was it was wild, you know? it's it's It really is crazy, the, the kinds of situations you can find yourself in. The yeah, like, when I went to uh, 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 Disney World a few weeks ago... Um, I brought my Switch with me. The original intention was, you know, f you know, I could play it with, you know, the kids on the plane or in the room or whatever, and they're bratty and fighting over video games all the time. Anyway, so I haven't even let them touch the Switch yet. But it was nice on the plane to be able to just set it up on my little on my little uh, stand here, 
and uh, put it on the little tray table and play Skyrim on the plane. Like I know, I know, I keep talking about Skyrim, but <laughs> like this is the system that got me to play it. Like just the convenience of it, and you know whatnot. It's like um, you were Lucas talking about Breath of the Wild. Like I don't, I'm not disappointed that I didn't wait. Till I have a switch, had a switch to play it because I'm glad that I got to experience it with everybody else. But now that I've experienced it, I would probably be getting more mileage off of it if I had it on the switch because I could just yeah. jump in and play, you know, a couple of hours of Champions Ballad, you know. Um, I, um, were you done? I didn't want to. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I I play all of my consoles like handheld. Like I rarely use the TV. I probably put about like twenty hours into TV play with the Wii U. But um, so for me, the idea of portability wasn't really as special because my Wii was already a quote unquote portable system, even though you couldn't bring it outside the house. Um, but I still get like this wonder and amazement when I have my Switch outside the house, which is rare, because admittedly it's kind of hard to tote around unless you're, you know, prepared for it. But sure. you, you have the system out, and you're playing a 3D game like Rocket League or Breath of the Wild or Skyrim or something like that. Like, that's the part that's so amazing for me. And, like, I know PlayStation can do it too with the Vita and everything, but, like, being able to go out and play a full series game... And then remember, that's right, this isn't a screen or, like, a controller. This is the system. This is my next generation, what is this, like, 7th gen or whatever, video game console that's yeah, playing nice. this yeah. game in, like, like beautiful, it looks beautiful, it plays beautiful, outside without any kind of internet connection or anything. Like, it's... it's and the screen and the speakers are amazing, considering how, like, condensed... This whole thing is the first time I played a Switch was sure. uh, Fourth of July. Um, my buddy uh, Bishnazi, by the way, one of our patrons, uh, came by our my my family's party and brought his Switch with me. And he just set it up on one of the tables, one of the picnic tables outside. There's like you know dozens of people around. We're outdoors, stuff going on, and he puts it out, and we play a little bit of Mario Kart, and it was out in the sun it was crystal clear i had no problem seeing it from any angle i could yeah. hear it over the din of everything it's like like even my iphone isn't that clear sometimes and you know that's you know these smartphones must be like the pinnacle of convenience and the switch is as good as most of them well and, and right. going, going back to that topic um <clears throat> i i like i said i rarely play on the tv and I'm not really very big on, like, the visual aspect, like, graphics. Like, I don't notice a big difference between 720 yeah. and 1080. I don't notice a big difference between playing on the TV and playing in regular. That said, um, when I played, like, a game like Hyrule Warriors that I loved, when I played it on the TV for the first time on my Wii U, I was like, wow, it looks so good. I wish I could do this all the time. Um, oh my god, I, Minecraft. Like, I didn't think I'd be able to tell the difference Minecraft on the Wii U and Minecraft on the Switch, but Minecraft on the Switch is just so crystal clear in well, yeah. 1080p. And, and that's <laughs> kind of what I'm getting at. Like, the screen isn't much smaller, if it even is, on the Switch than it was on the Wii U, but the quality... It's, I think it's the same size, the, even. The quality that displays yeah. on the Switch and the size of the Switch really makes it so that you don't notice much of a difference. Like, when I, when right. I played for the first time, I plugged 
Breath of the Wild into the TV, I was like, blow me away. And like, I played it and I was like, yep, it still looks beautiful, but like, it really doesn't look any different to me. Yeah. Like, that's Yeah, that's whereas the cool Wii U feeling. has that. The Wii U, I swear, is backlit with the same panel that the you know, old uh, GPS DS was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the DS yeah, it, it, was a, backlit with. It's just, like, very low contrast and and very just terrible color saturation, and it's 480p, and you yeah. just lose so much playing on the gamepad, and then to just have this thing that's, like you said, the screen is the exact same size, the the controller gamepad itself is more or less the same size but thinner and lighter and looks so much better um i do want to kind of shift gears a little here um if anybody wanted to rave about anything else on the switch nope um because I mean, we've spent all this time gushing about it. We should probably talk about some of the downsides to it. Because it's not the perfect... I mean, we're all raving about it, and we all love our Switches, and I don't think any of us are regretting having them. But, like, what would you say are its biggest flaws right now? I have one big one. It's very minimal, but it's frustrating as hell every time it comes up. Um... The fact that the charger is on the bottom of the screen, bottom, which is <laughs> when you set it on a table, which rests yeah. like on the table, yeah. is incredibly this thing frustrating. Has been... Yeah, uh, see, yeah. I don't have that though. Yeah. And like, yeah. like I, I this, feel like this thing is great for fixing that problem. But yeah, I, I, I totally get that. Like a stand would totally solve that issue. But like, as is my vanilla Switch, like I have, I have one option when I'm playing it in handheld, and I, I go to plug it in. And that's to play it in handheld. Again, it sounds incredibly minor. It's an incredibly simplistic problem. It's just one of those little things that makes you think, like... I mean, obviously, it must be just because they had to do it this way for the sake of, like, how everything goes together inside the system. But, like, right. why isn't it at the top? Because it would be so easy sure. to just set it on the table and plug it in and play it. Like, why isn't it at the top? It's <laughs> one of those things where every Nintendo handheld system has to have some design quirk. Like, Let me the tell cartridge... You- the cartridge port being on the bottom of the new 3DS XL. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of get why it's on the bottom, because like you want to set it into the dock. Like It would be awkward that, to maybe set yeah. it into the dock upside down, but like I I would take that trade-off, Use honestly. inductive charging. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah never, exactly. Yeah, I never um, you know play in, hand, uh, or in docked mode anyway, so for me that doesn't even come up. So I guess that does sure. make sense. But yeah, it's, just, it's one of those Let little me, quirks. <laughs> Sure, and and I've got one too, and maybe this one is a little bit bigger. But I would, I would be, we would be remiss if we didn't bring this up without Steve being on the show here tonight. But uh, party chat, like, come on, guys, what the fuck? Um, let's yeah. get like an on, and not just party chat. Like, let's kind of beef up, like, just the. I, I guess the friends portion of the um, online system because like, you know, you go to an Xbox one or a PlayStation four and like, you know, you can look at what your person, what the person is playing right now, which you can do on the switch. But like, if somebody's playing rocket league uh, you can't just invite them onto the, onto the game, like right from the console, right? Like thankfully yeah. some games like rocket league have that in the menu, but it would be nice to like have do that like system wide, right? Like, Hey, I yeah. see that Justin and Lucas are playing Mario Kart. Um, um, maybe I can just join their game from the system or something like right, that. Yeah. yeah, that's I found, I, which I thought you could do because I remember on, during the last Splatfest, I thought, oh look, 
Steve's playing, uh, you know, let me just jump right into his room there, and it doesn't do that. It just boots up the software, and you still got to go through the rigmarole of finding the person and hoping there's room in the room. <laughs> exactly. Um, to, to... Uh, another, and this is another, like, minor kind of nagging issue to me, but I hate how inconvenient it is to change games like most of my games are digital anyway but i have two or three games that are on game cards mm-hmm. and the flap is annoying and like if you're playing on the tv like i usually do it's a pain because you can't easily just change the game without having to take it out of the dock and right you know, all that like I, again it's a tiny little complaint but it's one of those like what were they thinking sort of design flaws um adding on to the little complaints thing i was sitting down a few weeks ago with Corey, uh my friend in real life and we had just come back we got lunch and everything and we like to play switch you know in our off time and he's like, well, we're eating. Let's watch some YouTube or something. And I was like, mm. okay. I was like, take out your phone. And he's like, what? He's like, just put it on on the system. I'm like, no, my system doesn't have that. I'm like, my system doesn't even have an internet browser. He's like, it doesn't have an internet browser? Like, how is Like, I, I get that it's one of those things that, like... I get that it's one of those things that, like, who cares? But I've had so many moments where, like, I haven't been near my phone or a computer, and mm-hmm. I've been playing a game, and I've been like, how do I do this thing in this game? I wish I could look this up. And, like, I, my, I instinctually go to the home menu, because I did that all the time on the Wii U. And I can't, yeah. I can't Google search it. I can't watch a video tutorial on it. There's no web browser. And, like, admittedly... It's the smallest of things. Like, that to me is right next to, like, well, the- not having Netflix or something. Because, like, I don't even have a Netflix. But, like, I would <sighs> like to be able to use even just the most base, like, the Wii U, like, trashy search engine that they had. Just something, you know? Right. I mean, I, I think it's a testament... I, I think it's a testament to the quality of the system and the software and... You know the just the convenience of it that we have to nitpick yeah. to find things yeah. that we don't like about it. But I mean, I think the point is that it isn't perfect, and I'm sure somewhere down the line there will be a hardware iteration. Everybody's doing them nowadays, so Nintendo will probably in you know a couple of years release a, a Switch XP, you know whatever they want to call it. That's you know, fixes some of these issues and adds some new ones, but... <laughs> I uh, Called the know. Super Switch. <laughs> I, I'd like to also say, kind of tacking on to that, that um, the fact that we have so much praise for the system... I mean, obviously we're Nintendo fanboys to one degree or another. I think Eugene probably the least... But he still loves Nintendo. I mean, he bought freaking Infendo, so he just he <laughs> has he has all these other systems and like five billion hours on his <clears throat> Xbox and crap like that. But um, <laughs> but the fact that we have so much to say about it and the fact that our nitpicks are so minor, I think speaks mm-hmm. to the fact that for once in like ten years, we have a system on our like you know our console of choice, our our company of choice that's really freaking good. And, like, it's different from the other systems, but it's really good. And as a fanboy, which admittedly we all are to one degree or another, like, that's a good feeling. Because with the Wii U, you kind of had to justify it. You were like, yeah, I have a Wii U. And people were like, really? And you're like, no, no, 
know, it's good. It's fun. But like with this, right. it's like, yeah, I have a Switch, and people are like, yeah, I want one of those too. It's like finally, and like you, the the biggest gripe I had with the Wii it's U. Like, it's like you know, when I was growing up, being the kid who liked Star Wars, you were like the outcast because Star Wars hadn't been a thing for like ten years. Mm. But See, I, I but, guess you know when you, but you know being. <laughs> Being Lucas's age, yeah. of course, Lucas doesn't. You know, you, you know, had the special editions and the prequels and stuff like that. When exactly. most geeks are finding their geekdom, so it wasn't so strange to be into that stuff. Yeah, um, um one, and it's kind of nice when your fanboy thing becomes popular, so you can talk to other people about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing that I was going to say that that really bothered me when I had the Wii and the Wii U, I didn't notice it on the GameCube, I don't know if it was a thing or not, would be when a video game would come out and it would say, available on all major platforms, and it would have a picture <laughs> of Xbox and it would have a picture of PlayStation. And I'd be like, my Wii is a major platform. Like, my Wii U is a major platform. You may not want to admit it is, but it is clearly a platform. Like, why are you saying this? And I, it's stupid, but I was a stupid kid. No, so, like, I'm, you know, that, I'm that's with you where, on that. That's where I was with that. But now when yeah. I see a game being advertised for all major platforms, there's a little Switch logo on there. Sometimes the Switch right. comes before the Xbox. Like, that's really cool. I like that we're finally considered, like, part of the group again, you know? It's a, it's a warm, fuzzy feeling. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, kind of, I guess, in closing, since we have about five minutes left on this topic, but I, I just kind of wanted to um, bring it back even further before the Switch was even launched to like before, like you know, the rumors and remember how we felt <laughs> before the Switch was launching, how we were speculating. Oh my gosh, there's gonna be a difference between a handheld and and docked mode. It's gonna be ridiculous. Like we like it's gonna be at a clock speed. And we, like everybody was speculating. Everybody was expecting the worst. Everybody was well. I, maybe not everybody, but I I, I do remember uh, remember a large majority of um, Nintendo fans and you know video game fans in general kind of being down on the Switch um, before it launched. And then as it got closer, and as it got closer, and then the hype train started to roll up. I remember that very first video yeah maybe it was the first video of the joy cons with him shaking yeah. the ice cubes and then that's when that's when it started yeah. clicking that, so, I, I remember i remember exactly where i was when that video came out i was sitting in the parking lot because my boss told me come in an hour late like 10 minutes before i was supposed to be there so i just like hung out at the the shopping mall parking lot and i think it was mike texted me a video of like the switch thing he was like it's here and i'm like let me look at it and i watched it and i was like this is what i need in my life and then i watched it like 20 more times because oh god that, that was the I, point where the hype really turned around yeah i went so far as to download the switch reveal trailer oh. um because it was just so like it was just the perfect way to introduce nintendo to yeah like a new audience and I'm like the music was great the mm -hmm. the rooftop parties and you know all these things you know were just like I'm like this is so cool I could sit and watch this over and over again right um, 
Yeah, and it was like for the one of the first times I remember anyways in a long time, Nintendo um, in their advertising. I know it probably doesn't mean as much, but um, they were it's seemingly not targeting a younger audience like kids, yeah. like, you know, like what they normally would with like a DS or the 3DS, you know, like they're yeah. going after me <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I'm listening. Right. Hey, all you college age young men and women, get on your rooftops <laughs> and have a party. And like, yeah, it felt very, <laughs> it was very millennial oriented, which was cool. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, all you millennials. Um, I, <laughs> Stop I was killing actually, the diamond industry and buy a Switch. I, I was actually <laughs> really opposed to it when the rumors first started because I remember having my Wii U for like two or three years and people saying like, hey, did you hear they're working on a new system? And I'm like, no, because I just bought this one and I don't want to have to pay like $300 for a new system. And like I was really like opposed to the idea when they finally made the announcement. I think what was the Wii U? Was it like five or six years old? Gosh, it came out in 2012, so... Um, when, yeah. About five so years old. that's like five years, yeah. I, I was like right at the point where I was like, okay, I guess I get it, but like I don't really want it. Because like I, mm-hmm. I want my systems to last, you know? And when you buy a system and then you buy a new system a couple of years later, it's like, okay, so now when are they going to rip me off with the next one? And I think I specifically right. remember thinking, how long is this system going to last before they say, okay, well now I need to buy this new system because this system flopped too. Luckily, that's um, not the case, and it looks like the Switch is going to be well, around for a while, but I was kind of pissed it, it at the beginning. Even have to, it doesn't even have to be a flop for Nintendo to release <laughs> a newer, better version. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm right there with you, buddy. Like, I I was kind of burned with the Wii U. Not that I didn't like it. Like, I, I really enjoyed everything about... I, I can't say everything about it. I enjoyed a lot of the games that I got to play on that. I enjoyed a lot of the experiences about it. There's Justin. I see him again. He's live with us. But, um, yeah, I, I I did feel burned, for sure. Like, um, you know, the Wii was around for much longer than the Switch, or than the Wii U ever was, right? Yeah. So, like, I expected the Wii U to get a, at least a few more years out of it, but, like, that did, didn't happen, and, you know, here we are, but... Oh, goddamn, we've already talked 35 minutes about this topic. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I was extremely ready to not trust Nintendo with their new console, but here we are, and I think we can all say that we love the Switch right now, so it's great. It's a great feeling, for sure. Uh, do mean, you guys have any closing thoughts? I mean, I always knew that I was going to want whatever the NX was going to be because I wanted the games for it. You know, like, I have every single Nintendo system, including a Virtual Boy, because Mm. I love Nintendo games. I'm just happy that, you know, like, last generation, well, last whatever Nintendo generation, because they're always off by a few years, um, you know, all I had was a Wii U. I didn't have, I still don't have an Xbox One, I still don't have a PS4. And I just felt like I was missing out on so much, and I was, you know, I was. It, it was like being the unpopular kid. I was the Star Wars geek when nobody else knew what Star Wars was. You know, I've got the Wii U, and I've got my two, three games a year, and, you know, nobody else has one, and, you know, it's just nice to, for the thing that I love and the thing that I'm excited about and the games that I love playing to be popular enough that other people are playing them. Now other people are talking about them. Other people, right. you know, want it. And it's just, it's exciting to be a part of that again for the first time in over a decade. Right. Yeah, for sure. 
Lucas, do you have any closing thoughts before I move on to Nintendo's? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we kind of covered everything. Um, I, I was skeptical. Now I'm not. I really like it. I hope it sticks around for a while. And Justin apparently really hopes that Hamill is listening because he's brought up Star Wars twice. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't actually thought about that. <laughs> yes, thank thank you, uh, JC Beast, for uh, for advertising us to Mark Hamill, who liked the tweet, by the way. So if you're listening <laughs> out there, Mark, you know that that one. You, you feel free feel free to join us. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that well, one in a million chance <laughs> that somebody famous is listening to us instead of watching the myriad of quality television shows that I'm sure he could be choosing. <laughs> but hey. We're entertaining. We're fun. We're a cool bunch of dudes. Anyway. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to um, upgrade Justin's bandwidth, and we'll be right back with Nintendo's. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We are ready to play Nintendoons. Justin has completely shut up and avoided any scrutiny. I don't even know what words I'm trying to say right now, but here we are. This is Nintendoons. If you've never um, joined us before and you don't know what Nintendoons is, I'll explain it to you. I have a list of songs ready to rock and roll, and um, these fine gentlemen are going to try and guess those songs, or what games those songs are from. Um, I think I have 12 at this point because we had a late submission from one of our patrons. Speaking of our patrons, <laughs> if you would like to submit a song as well, you can too by going to patreon.com slash infendoradio. So, um, without further ado, um, get your asses ready, guys. I have a theme this week. Um, aside from the Patreon suggestions, my theme is um, these are all games... Uh, that I never actually owned. Well, I own some of them now, but at the time, I never owned them. I went to a friend's house and played them and always wanted to own them in my childhood, you know? So this is me going and revisiting my childhood with games I never got to actually own at the time. So without further ado, here is our first song. Yeah, it's not really, you know, that theme ain't going to help you much, but, you know, there we go. This first song is for Might help me. Yeah, sure. Here's our first track. Let me know how the volume is. F-Zero? Uh, not F-Zero. Damn it. But, say, but, but um, I guess it kind of sounds like it. Oh, uh, shit. It's not that, F- that other Mode 7 racing game that Hal made that I can't think of the name of, is it? No, it, it, it wouldn't be Mode 7 because this game appeared on the Nintendo 64. Oh, this is 64? Mm-hmm. All right. Here is your next track. How's the volume? Quiet? Yeah, it's a, I didn't wasn't sure whether it was low or my internet was crapping out I on me. I think it's low. I'll bump it up some. Okay. So it is a racing game. It is not a racing game. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Your next hint is that um, I played this game for the first time on the Wii U Virtual Console. Ooh. This Kirby 64. It is not Kirby 64. That does really limit our options, though. 
Um, Phantom and Jay-Z Beast um, are both wrong in the chat. Um, Phantom, it is not cruising USA. Jay-Z, it's not cruising Japan. And uh, Phantom, it is not cruising Serbia. Sorry. We also established it's not a racing game, so please stop guessing cruising games. <laughs> I'm pretty sure half of those games don't actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here's your next track. I know this! So, Bomberman 64! It is Bomberman 64! <laughs> Very nice! I think nice. I've used this background music in a Nintendo place before. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, that puts Lucas in the lead. Um, very nice. Yeah, I never got to play Bomberman 64 except for at, like, friend's house. Um, because, you know... We had this um, one friend between our friend group that owned the game, so like, why did we all need to own it? You know, he just brought his cartridge over, you know? But I think it would have been nice to have. Can, can, can I interrupt Nintendo's for, for a related anecdote? Sure. Please. Eugene <laughs> um, loves editing. All right. <laughs> oh, he can keep it in if he wants. All right, back in 1999, I flew down to Florida to meet my brother, we did a Disney trip together. And then he died. And died. this was, alright, I cannot talk over the music. I it's, thought it was going to be me go away. <laughs> I, I didn't hear all of your um, anecdote, Justin, but we're going to assume I, that... I, I stopped talking because I can't concentrate over your music. <laughs> I'll pause my music. Justin Thank went you. to Florida. He couldn't. Spinner. He had ADD. <laughs> okay. He discovered. Continue. Okay. Alright, so 1999, I go down to Disney World with my brother, and um, we have a cousin, so many times removed, who used to be a background artist at the uh, animation studio that was that was in Disney World. They've closed it since, but... That's cool. Um, you know, anyone who's been to Disney World or went years ago knows there used to be a tour of the animation studio. Well, we got the actual... the tour actually inside the animation studio from the, you know, like, when you look through the window at all the artists sitting at their desks, we were back there where their desks were. So um, he's giving us a tour of the animation studio, and he brings us around to a break room. And I look in there, and there's a bunch of animators sitting around a little TV playing Bomberman 64. And he said, and he, and he said uh, Bomberman 64 and GoldenEye were the games that they play. Totally forgot that story was supposed to be about Bomberman. <laughs> All right, well, we're well, back, and um, the next track comes from a patron. Let's do round number two. Yeah, so this uh, round number two comes courtesy of Hacks Life, who is our executive producer. So thank you, Hacks, for submitting a track. Here we go. Wait. Is too loud? No. Familiar. Is this another RPG? Sounds like. I don't know. I've, I've never played it. Let's take a look. Yeah. It's a little up, by the way. Okay, let me turn it down a bit. Let me turn um, it down a is bit. This, is this 
Oh god, is this uh, five minutes in the dungeon or something? Is it that game? Five minutes in heaven? <laughs> it is not. Here is the next trap. And your first hint. This game is a DS game. However, this actually might be music from the PSP version of the game. I'm not quite sure. Sounds pretty high-end for a DS. Yeah. So... Um... So, Persona... Um, not Persona. Shin Megami Tensei. This game was released on the DS, and it was developed... or published by Atlas. So Shin Megami Tensei is not. Were those even original I think so. I don't know. <laughs> but it's a Jap very Japanese RPG sounding thing, so I'm just going with what I know. I don't know. It's sounding pretty Nintendo's to me. So, if you want the genre, I'm ready to give it to you. It's a weird one. Um, this out. game, I almost gave you the actual name, is a strategy shooter role-playing game. Hybrid. Strategy shooter what? Role hybrid? Strategy shooter role-playing game hybrid, and it was um, developed by Steam Entertainment. Hmm. Apparently, Hax has talked about it a lot, so if you've listened to Hax, get in his head. Really? Strategy shooter hybrid. Here's the next track. I honestly know nothing that Atlas has ever made besides Persona and Shin Megami Tensei and their various spin-offs, so Lucas. <laughs> so Max tells me it's a um, it's a tile-based strategy bullet hell game with oh, an interesting mechanic of of controlling a player with a touch screen to dodge bullets. Sounds it's interesting tile actually. Base? Yeah. That does not go with bullet <laughs> Yeah, what? <laughs> I was a little confused by that as well. I, I'm not sure I know of this game, or if I do, I heard about it like once Phantom. Here's the next track. I'm gonna give you two more tracks. I'll try and give you some more hints, but I don't know that you guys are gonna get this guy. Um, Hax doesn't uh. either, to be honest with you. Um, okay, so generally the game is divided into three separate screens. The setup, which consists of the player preparing for the battle, the tactics screen, which shows a preview of the scenario, and the battle. Except otherwise noted, the game is fully controlled by the Nintendo DS touch, touch screen throughout all the areas. It's not like the world ends with you or something. Does that have a ton it's of not, mechanics sounds... I didn't know about? <laughs> yeah, that kind of sounds like it, but it's not Oh, that. good. More internet problems. It basically um... just sounds like a fire emblem was a bullet gun. Toho? Toho games? It's not Toho. I guess that I'm wrong. It just didn't. Oh, it, it says that it came to the PSP. Uh, so, yeah, it must have been. So, I, I don't know how it would have worked with the touchscreen mechanics on the PSP, but I guess it didn't come to that console. Didn't even know you oh, were I gone. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna give Not you like one more track. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know that anybody's gonna get this. It's got rad music. I like it. It sounds like every other incredibly Japanese game I've ever heard. 
Yeah, exactly. It's either, it's either RPG battle music <laughs> or bullet hell music. <laughs> Alright, you guys give up here? I gotta. Alright, this game was called Nights in the Nightmare. Apparently it was part of the, um, the Department Heaven um, series or DEPT -E period Heaven series. Oh I have never heard Phantom I am convinced he's making hats. Oh, hats! I thought you said Phantom talked about it all the time. <laughs> I've never heard anyone talk about this, including other people in gaming. <laughs> Alright, yeah. so we are going to move on to our next track. Um, this one comes from me. I got to play this game a bunch at a buddy's house, and we never actually made it to the end. Or maybe he did, I don't know, but I never did with him. So here's our next track. I believe this is round three, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Chronicles? So first hint... Oh wait, I picked the wrong one. Just kidding. This Dang. one is actually a patron suggestion. So this one is actually coming to us from Phantom. And it's Sorry, not I, I, I You don't know what games you <laughs> No, I, I, I picked the... I double-clicked on the one right below it. So here's Phantoms instead, apparently. <laughs> and once again, it is still not Adian Chronicles, correct? No, it is okay. not. Okay. <laughs> My bad. Okay, so first hint. This game um, was a multi-platform game, and it came in the GameCube generation. Is it like Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Fire and Ice? It might be, but it ain't that. Alright, here's your next track. So try and get into Phantom's head here, just a little bit. Um, your next hint is, well I guess I already told you it was multi-platform, but it um, released on the PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube, but there was also a Game Boy Advance um, version of this game, interestingly yeah. enough. Um, mm -hmm. It's Phantom, it, so I have track. to ask, RPG or something different? Um, so this game is categorized as an action role-playing hack-and-slash video game. Okay. What? <laughs> that not, is a lot of qualifiers. <laughs> um, so this game was published by um, Black Isle Studios and developed by Snowblind Games. Or Snowblind Studios, rather. Does nothing for me. <laughs> See, this is the problem with me and Justin. We just sit around and wait for us to think of something. We don't shout it out. Right. So, like, the show is just us sitting here thinking. <laughs> well, and I can't think of any of these because none of these are even within genres that I play, let alone <sighs> franchises. I'm trying to think Here's of our GameCube next games. There's, there's so many GameCube games. Sure. So, um, I don't know if this helps at all, but the GameCube port was handled by High Voltage Software. That helps a little bit. I know some of the stuff in there. Alright, give, the, give me the rundown of the clues just to make sure I didn't miss anything. It's an action RPG hack and slash multi-platform game. Nintendo games that appeared on the Game Boy Advance and GameCube. 
and that thing that he just said about mission slash or whatever they come back. High voltage. High voltage, yeah. <clears throat> See, I can think of hack and slash games from high voltage, but they're not multi-platform. Hack and I can slash think games of multi-platform games from high voltage, but they're not. Okay, but only the game o- <laughs> only the GameCube port was handled by high voltage. Doesn't doesn't matter. It doesn't help me. <laughs> it should help me, but it doesn't. I can't think of a single hack and slash game on the GameCube, so I'm screwed. <laughs> the Gauntlet something or other, Gauntlet Dark, whatever it is called. It's not, but oddly enough, you're kind of in the right ballpark there. Hmm. Um, this game did have co-op and multiplayer. Um, I'm not sure if that helps at all. Eh. Dragon's Gauntlet. Age of the Gauntlet. <laughs> no. Glove of Hope. No. Um, so... I, I guess the, um, my next hint... <clears throat> Maybe one of my final hints is that this game was, um, this game series is traditionally thought of as a PC genre. Civilization? (laughs) Did they ever have a hack and slash on the game? The Sims? Yeah, just that Sims (laughs) Dragon's Dogma. Alright, we we giving up here? I got nothing. Yeah. Sorry, listeners, you're too smart for us. What is it? <laughs> so Hacks actually got it in the chat. Um, this game is Baldur's Gate. Dark oh my Alliance. god! I oh had shit, Gate I have heard kid. of that. But it was not a hack and slash, it was a point and click RPG because I had yep. the own version. Yep, uh, the PC games are much different, yeah. I well, never would have ever guessed that But I did have one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here's the next track. Um, this one comes from me. I kind of think this one's going to be a quick one, but uh, let's find out. Again, a game that I never owned in its time, but wanted to. How's volume? Funky delicious. President sounds familiar. By ninjas. Are you a bad enough dude to rescue him? <laughs> oh wait, this does sound oddly familiar. It's not Glover. It's not Glover, but you got the right console. This is a Nintendo 64 game. No, oh, see, I was thinking Super Nintendo. God, this sounds so similar sometimes. I'm on the ball part. <laughs> this Rayman 3 or 2? It is not. Is it the Sim? No, there was no Sims on N64. Was there a SimCity on N64? On the DD. Yeah, but this is not it, though. Something Here's tells me Eugene didn't have access to a DD when he was a kid. No. <laughs> <laughs> How's the volume? Need to go up a bit? It's okay to me. Seems seems good right now. When I don't lean on the squeaky table. <sighs> yeah, I'm playing with my Switch game case here, and it's probably all sorts of clicking noises in my recording. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you one of the developers. Paradigm Simulation. Don't know if that's going to help at all. 
It sounds familiar. All of a sudden, the music sounds very Mario Golf. <laughs> what was the... Did we have genre already? No, no genre. Right. Um, I guess genre would be a... A, simula a simulation game? Huh. So it was closer than I thought with The Sims. Yeah. And he didn't have access to a 64DD, so it's not Doshin the Giant. <laughs> right. Can we get another track? Yeah, I'll give you another track here. I thought this was going to be faster than it was. I'm glad it's taken a little bit. And you're sure this isn't SimCity? <laughs> Positive. Because this sounds sure. almost exactly like a track from SimCity 2000. I'm not sure if either of us played this. It's not Animal Crossing, is it? No, that sounds way off. Again, it's DD. <laughs> but it sounds very much like a Totaka score. <laughs> I'm just trying to think um, of Sim games that were on the N64. This, um, the composer was Dan Hess. I don't know who that guy is, but that's who it was. Oddly enough, that sounds familiar, but <laughs> not, definitely not a, uh, what's his name there? <laughs> and you thought this was going right. to go quick, so this must be a relatively popular game. <clears throat> yeah, the fact that you're surprised we haven't gotten this yet vexes me, because... Or it's just one of those games that Eugene played as a kid that he thinks was really popular. But... <laughs> Actually, I don't think this game was very popular, to be quite honest. I, I don't know that it was very highly received, but um, but I did like it. Actually, no, it, it got it got pretty good scores when it came out. I'm looking at that. Um, I guess it was relatively well-received. Um, here's your next track. I love the music. It's not Pilot Wing 64, is it? It is Pilot Wing 64! Never played it! <laughs> I think you got Justin that while Justin died. died, too. I swear, if he comes <laughs> back and he's like, I also said Pilot Wing 64. And I'm back. <laughs> I got it. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> did you did you also say it? I couldn't hear anything. I was gone for 30 well, seconds. Well, if it's any consolation, I didn't get it by the music. I got it by the hymns. Would what you have gotten it? it from this? What was it? Well, see if you can guess it. Bonus round! <laughs> if I get it, do we tie? No, or do I still we, do win. Do we both get a point? I still win. Use a <laughs> to better To be fair, I, I saw when you froze, Justin, and it was like... Right as kind of Lucas was getting about to guess it, so like, it is Pilot Wing 64. So, um, why didn't I think of that? I know, as soon as I, <laughs> like, I put it all together and the music started playing, and I was like, sim games, but not like life sims, like flight sims. And then, you know, it, just, it all clicked. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next track. Um, this one is going to be a patron suggestion. I 
think this is going to be a tough one, but let's see. Um, this one comes from Jay-Z Beast. And sorry, Jay-Z, by the way, um, you gave me like specific tracks, but I couldn't find them on the YouTube. It just said like track one, track two, track three, track four. So I kind of just had to go with it. So sorry about that. But uh, this one, regardless, comes from Jay-Z Beast. We'll go with track seven. How's the volume? Yep. Um, I... Oh, I can hear myself. Hang on. Oh, Justin's in here twice. Oh, wait, it's Justin. Uh, can you mute the me I just did. That, thank you. Alright, um, so... Um, in the event that I freeze, I will, uh, just switch over to my phone. <laughs> that works. So, it's not Bomberman, is it? No, it's not. It's not Dr. Mario. Son. It is not. Um. Okay, so first hint. Oh, excuse me. This um first hint. This game um appeared on the Game Boy Advance. I'm going to move on to another track. The fact that the tracks aren't named tells me this probably wasn't a very big name. Is this like Eminem car racing for the Game Boy Advance? Or Eminem tennis or golf? Or no, those are games that you wish you had, not games that you deem wish. Well, this one came from Jay-Z Beast. And I know Jay-Z oh, okay. Beast is the troll of Discord, so <laughs> I can see and no, so it is, that. It is not that. Um, it is a licensed game, though. Chester Cheeto's Big Day Out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Joe Camel's Smokeathon. Um, no, for the... Sesame Street. <laughs> it is not Sesame Street. Here is the next track. Okay, so um, I will give you your first or your first hint on developer, I guess. The developer of this version, uh, the GBA version, is Vicarious Visions. The publisher is Activision. There are two publishers, though, and I won't give you the second one until later on, because it might give it away. Star Wars. Spider-Man. That's all the Activision <laughs> games I know. And that was actually a Vicarious Visions game, if I'm not mistaken, so that I'm trying to think. I know the name of the developer for a few things. Here's your next track. So this game came out on everything. This game came, well, obviously the Game Boy Advance version was different, but um, it came out on GameCube, PlayStation 2, Xbox, uh, Game Boy Advance, as I already said, Windows, and OS X. I don't know, Finding Nemo, um... Nope. Ah, Freaking Lilo and, and it wasn't, it wasn't uh, Spider-Man, you said, right? Not Spider-Man. It's not, uh... Tony Hawk Pro Skater, is it? It's not Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Is it Skittles, the game? It is not Skittles. Here's your next track. 
I think as we get to back, because uh, I'm going backwards in the tracks that I downloaded, I think as we go to track one, you might start recognizing the theme. So Inspect your gadget. Yeah. Not Inspector Gadget. Okay, it was something that was totally funky fresh, because these tunes. So the genre on Game Boy Advance was platformer. Not that. Uh, uh, Shark Tale? Not Shark Tale. You don't How platform. is that a platformer? That's a swim, swim former. It could be a platformer. <laughs> they could, it's Shark Tale. They can make you garbage on the Game Boy. You expect them to adhere to physics? The Simpsons. So Jay-Z Beast is telling me that he thinks track two is going to be a dead giveaway. So that's actually... I'm on track three. So we're about to find out, folks. Track Do we giveaway. have any more clues before we get the dead giveaway? Yeah, um, but I think ah. that, that I think that my last clue is going to be even worse of a giveaway. So let's play song, the music song, first. Song, song, <laughs> Shrek! It's Shrek! Shrek. It's, Shrek. it's Shrek! I don't know which Shrek, but it's Shrek! And Justin freezes every time I get an answer! I'm not frozen. Oh, I'm just frozen in shock. <laughs> what of this made you think of Shrek? It's the theme song! I'll be honest, as much of a film score buff as I am, I would never have recognized the Shrek theme. Okay, so you have to understand, I saw Shrek when I was a young boy with my uncle for the first time, and then he took me out to the store and he bought me a Game Boy or Game Boy Advance game, and then I demanded that I see Shrek every free minute of every day, and then I got the VHS and I watched it every free minute of every day, and I think I saw the movie about 20 times by the time I was in adult quote unquote so like shrek <laughs> is my jam memes aside shrek was my thing as a kid <laughs> well technically this was shrek 2 but i'm gonna give it to you anyways thank you but yeah may as well shrek. Uh. awesome um justin do you have a score update for us um hang on uh lucas many justin oh Nunn. actually not really because hang on <laughs> I'm trying to switch to my phone full time and I'm just hearing my own voice here. Um Yeah, I have no score update because like the last two or three rounds I've cut out before well, I, know, I knew fair what enough. was going on. So. I know I got two of them. I have zero. I, I know I got the first that one. Is and the I, know, score. I know I got the first one. I know I got this one. I know I didn't get Haxes and I didn't get Phantoms. I don't. What was the other one you had, Eugene? Oh, Pilot Wings. I, I don't have three think, points. Yeah, so you got That's Shrek. That's about what I was going to estimate. Shrek, Pilot Wings, and Bomberman y'all got. So. <laughs> I'm running away with this where I only have one competition. <laughs> well, we're starting to get into uh, some Justin tracks here. Perhaps. Uh, all right, hang. All right, before we get into those, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> can't just like fuck this. I'm getting ready. <laughs> can't just all the songs be Shrek? Can we just do that? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay. Looks like Justin's got four pet sets of headphones in. We are fucking ready. So oh, here comes boy. the next. Track. Hang on. 
hang on, hang on. This one actually is a Patreon suggestion, but I still think it's going to be in Justin's Also, Justin. Also, Justin is muted wait, on wait. both ends. So. Yeah. Un- oh. Wait. Yeah. Let's uh, un- wait for Justin. Un- unmute the one on my phone. Uh, I don't think I can. All right. Hang on. Yeah. You can. Can though. you hear you me now? Did. Yep. Okay. You're going to have that so much editing um, to do. I guess I'm doing it the old mic way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the next track. Mother Zero. Shit, I know this. One. I know this already. So it's not Mother One. Mario Clash. It is fucking Mario Clash. What <laughs> even is Mario Clash? It is a virtual boy game. Really? That, that one, first, I... The first track you played was the boot up, um, don't play too long or you'll go blind screen. I like this song. I, there, I honestly, so I didn't even get to say who this was from, but this one came from Minus 64. Thank you, Minus. And I couldn't find, like, actual soundtrack. It's just, like, all in one, so this is what you get. <laughs> all right. Very nice. Justin gets on the board with Mario Clash. Well done. Um, alright. Oh, and I have to switch apps so that I can actually keep score. <laughs> oh, God. I'll keep score, Justin. Don't worry about it. I got you. So, Lucas has three. Justin has one. And we are moving on to our next round. Can I propose that we give Steve a point just for the sake of consistency? <laughs> Absolutely. One All point right. for Steve as well. Here we go. All right. Okay, so this one is going to become from me. Um, I don't know that anybody's going to get this game, uh, so I'm going to give you some copious amounts of hints. Here we go. I love copious um, amounts. This is not working. I'll turn it up. All right. Um. So not bonk. Not bonk. No. So your first hint is that this game appeared on the Nintendo 64. I feel like I have a distinct advantage because your childhood was also around my childhood. Sure. Well, I spent a lot of time on the N64, so... Hmm. Alright, here's your next track. No shit, I know this. Aw, yeah. Get funky. <laughs> I would Dr. be Mario. surprised. Oh no, no, not Doctor Mario. Justin, I would be surprised if you played this game, but very impressed. This definitely sounds familiar. Sonic 64. Right. It is not Sonic 64. <laughs> um, Sega was still <laughs> making their own systems back then. <laughs> Sadly. The track. Sadly. All these songs sound the same. Maybe I already played this one. Let's play the next one. 
window. <laughs> so this was a multi-platform wow. game. The game, the Nintendo 64 game had its own um, soundtrack for obvious reasons. But this game appeared on the Nintendo 64, the PlayStation, the Saturn, the Super Nintendo, surprisingly, the Mega Drive slash Sega Genesis, Game Boy, and freaking Windows. The Super Nintendo and the N64? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a very high-quality game. Well, fuck you, because I love this game. Huh. I mean, it had to be a If it could run on the Super Nintendo, it had to be a simple game, Dif right? Much different version. So, like, the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation version were much different. Same with the okay. Nintendo 64 and the SNES version. Here's the next track. So your if next I hit don't is... Know... Sorry, go ahead. If I do not know this game, I'm going to need to know the composer because this sounds so familiar. <laughs> so your next hint is that this game um, was a sports title. NBA Jam. NFL NBA. Blitz? Not NFL Blitz. No. NBA... Sports games I've played. 99. Soccer. <laughs> okay, just naming FIFA. the sport I don't think counts. FIFA <laughs> FIFA 97. FIFA 98. FIFA 99. Ah! <laughs> oh, I have to give it to you. It is FIFA game. This is FIFA 98, but it was called oh. Road to the World Cup 98. Wow! Oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Lucas. Yay, I stole it! <laughs> Lucas is running away with this All right, one. He's got four points. Alright, I'm closing, change, or turning off my video for a second because I need to look up the composer. <laughs> I can oh. tell you, I have it right here. Um, it is. Let's see. Oh, actually, I guess I don't have the composer. You're going to have to do some more Googling because it's not right in front of me. Right, I was give, like, me, give me the name again. Well, so the the game, um, at least on the PlayStation version, actually had like actual tracks from you know like Blur and like you know like the Crystal Method and all that kind of stuff. So like, was that N sixty four you were playing? I was playing the N sixty four version, so I, I don't know what who the composer was. I guess we'll have to do some digging for that. So, all right, here is our next track. Um, this one also comes from me. Um, I played this game to completion with my buddy in about a weekend. We freaking loved this game. So um, here we go. Here's our next track. Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century. No. That wasn't a 64 game. This game was not an intense 64 game. Damn. Not illusion of Gaia. I didn't even hear that. I can barely hear the music and I can't hear Lucas. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> Alright, I'm All right, going to your... try something. Hopefully you don't lose me completely. I like <laughs> that my competition is like crippled. 
better change it before we get a copyright strike. Here's the next track. There was never a Jet Set Radio on N64 or Nintendo, was there? No. No, Sega was making their own systems. I didn't know it was Sega. Stop being old. (laughs) (laughs) You, stop being a baby. (laughs) Never! Sega did not start making games for other systems until like Sonic 2004 5. <laughs> this is not Sonic Heroes. Okay, so your first hint is did I tell you the uh, console yet? You said it wasn't N64, so I'm assuming it was Super Nintendo. No, it was GameCube. GameCube! Alright. The music is all over the place. Right. So your, I guess your next hint is that this game, um, this is the first game in a series, and this game was a multi-platform game. Isn't like, was there a golden eye for the GameCube? Wait, was this uh shit? Uh, Time Splitters two? No. Better not be. Good. Better not be. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your next track. Wipeout 64? No, it's not 64. Is it Wipeout? Is there a Wipeout game for the GameCube? It is. If there, if there was, it was not that. So this game was a single player game. I played it with a buddy and we passed it back and forth like, you know, life or level. It was real fun. It's starting to sound like Donkey Kong Country. Like, that's how looped I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, that's way off. <laughs> um, okay, so I already told you that this was uh, for the first game in a long-running series. Um, this game um, was at, considered, like, a lot of people considered it Game of the Year, the, game, the year that it came out. GameCube? It's not Perfect Dark again, is it? It's not. Here's your next track. Um, this was a multi-platform game, so it appeared on PlayStation, Xbox, GameCube, and surprisingly enough, also Game Boy Advance. Oh, alright. Well, there goes my next guess. Later games in the Tomb series Raider? featured no, not Tomb Raider. Um, later games in the series featured co-op multiplayer. I don't know if that helps at all. <laughs> I don't think Lucas is listening to the blues anyway, based on well, his guesses. I mean, he said it was a multi-platform game from the GameCube era, so Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your next track. See, my problem is I don't know what games were on, like, other systems that weren't Nintendo, so multi-platform just tells me about this. Okay, I'm gonna give you guys a pretty strong hint here, so get your buzzers ready. Do we have genre? Okay. The genre is stealth. 
Metal Gear Solid. Not Metal Gear. Damn. Okay. No, I was just about to say Twin Snakes. Um. It's not Second Sight. That wasn't a series. Here's your next track. Um, running out of tracks here, oh, too. Oh, Tom, Tom Clancy Rainbow Six or whatever. Tom Clancy Ghost Recon. No? Nope. Sorry. Splinter Cell. It was fucking Splinter Cell. Lucas, <laughs> you did it. You got that. Is, you got him there. I hope no, you Splinter Cell also say, I got Tom Clancy? Cell. Yes. I have no idea. You said I Tom... Played, I played a Tom Clancy game. <laughs> Woohoo! Thank you, Lucas, for giving me my second point. It's okay, I stole freaking whatever I stole a couple turns back. FIFA. Just by blindly guessing, so it's all good. <laughs> Alright, um, we're gonna move on to our next track. God's um, taking forever. <laughs> I believe that we're coming to a close here. We've only got a few more left. Um, I just want to make sure I got all the Patreon suggestions. Looks like I have... Great. And I'm making All sure right. I'm still recording, and I am. <laughs> Thank the Jesus. All right, I've got three more. I think I'm only going to play. Thank the Jesus. I got two more, <laughs> or no, I've got three more actually. So Justin, you actually still have a chance here. Um, although here, I think these ones are going to be a little tough. This one, Justin, uh, is probably if anybody's going to get it, it's going to be you. So here we go. Ow. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh god. It's not like Tiny Toons Adventure, Mickey Mouse Capades, Mickey Mouse 2, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Was this made by Konami? This isn't, this isn't Play Fighter or Playmates? one of those uh, play games. <laughs> you, uh, you guys are actually... I'm not going to give you any hints yet until we get some more music because you guys are like... We're right on it. Banging on the door. You guys aren't far off with some of your guesses. Here's our next track. I've actually got quite a bit of music from this game. I really like it. No. Buster Bugs Back. I guess I'll give you your first hint, though, that um, this game was based off of a license. Not Bart's Nightmare, is it? It's not. Here's our next track. I feel like I've played this once. Super Nintendo? Was Banjo Kazooie on the Super Nintendo? <laughs> it was not. Conquer? No, that wasn't a Super Nintendo game, was it? <laughs> nope, and it's not the license. Well. Alright, so this game was based off of a... Hmm, this game was based off of a television show license. Here's your next track. Ghostbusters. It's not. Quantum Leap. <laughs> ah, shit, how old do you think I am? Uh, pretty freaking uh, old. Ah, <laughs> uh, real monsters? You motherfucker, it is all real <laughs> wow. monsters. Uh, I'm like not even mad about that. license would be this cartoony, but also this dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, well as soon done. as I said... 
As soon as he said a television show, I shut out the possibility that it could still be a cartoon. Like, I was like, okay, so it's something real. I was wondering how you got the quantum leap. <laughs> guessing. Like, I literally, I was trying to think, what are old TV shows with people in let's, them? Like, let's see. They don't animate things on television ever. I guess you could say I took the quantum leap on that one. <laughs> Shit. All right, Justin. To you, an alternate uh, universe where cartoons don't exist on television, apparently. <laughs> no, they Justin, exist on you're, my phone. Uh, you're making a comeback here. For, uh, you've got three points, and Lucas has four, so this could get quite interesting with two guesses. Oh, I thought left. that was a type. <laughs> All right, so here's our next track. Um, I'm gonna give you the hard one first that I don't think you guys are gonna get. So, um, actually, they're both fucking hard. I don't think <laughs> you guys are gonna get any of this sh- this shit. So here we go. Um, All right, so, so that's been wins. the ten tunes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our first track. Why does this sound like a Genesis game? Why does this sound so familiar? Super off-road? No. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for, waiting for him to just start smacking himself in the face. <laughs> Are we sure we're not playing the Genesis soundtrack here of whatever this is? Uh, maybe. I don't fucking know. Super bowling. Super tennis. Super soccer, FIFA 95. FIFA you do 94. realize when you start doing this, all it does is cover up the music, so I don't even have a chance of exactly. guessing. Exactly, I, I think it serves two purposes actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's your next track. All I gotta do guessing. is stall for time. <laughs> So when I asked if you were accidentally playing the Genesis soundtrack, you didn't undeniably say no, which means this was multi-platform. It, it was multi-platform. So this game, you guys ready for the fucking platforms here? This game came out on Amiga, Sega Genesis, Game Boy, SNES, Game Gear, MS-DOS, Master System. Everything, dog. I don't even know what half of those were. Is Amiga like the <laughs> prototype for Amiibos? <laughs> that was a computer. They played a meat. Uh, cool. Okay, um, your first hint, or your next hint, I guess, is that this is a sports title. <coughs> so I probably did play this. It's not like ice hockey. Next track. Is it? As a matter of fact, this game did include ice hockey in it. Sports All-Stars mix. Olympics. Oh, no. Actually, it, actually, this one did not include ice hockey. I'm sorry. Darn you. <laughs> you are correct. Oh, wait. You're not. <laughs> um, so I think this next track is going to be recognizable. So here we go. What I remember correctly. I know this. Why do I know this? I played this. I don't know, is there a super track and field? Yes! Nope. 
It's not super track and field, but you're on the right track. Super winter and sports. It's not Olympics. Uh, I, I, winter I guess Olympics. I kind of. It, it, it is an. Uh, I guess I kind of got to give it. Did, did you say Olympics? Did, it, it is an Ooh, Olympics game. I'm, okay, here's the thing. I mean, he to said be Olympics. Fair, but Lucas. Lucas yeah. said Olympics uh, quite a while ago, so... Uh, 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 I like how now that I said it, it's like, wow! <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> well, I didn't, ahead of me, I didn't so. hear you say Olympics, to be fair, Lucas, otherwise I probably would have given did, it to you then. He did say it first, but we never really landed on a specific Justin, title. I so. admire your, your purity of heart. You are a true competitor and a sportsman. <laughs> so what is it, then? Was, this game was called Winter Olympics Lilyhammer 94. I knew I played this! I loved this game as a kid! You actually played this game? I played the crap out of this game! Yeah, I, I the, love this they game had too. skeet shooting, right? And you could do yeah. like skeet shooting? Yeah, you, I played this as a kid. You, you never get to judge my uh, my game library ever okay, again. Okay, so when I you like a game that is literally heralded the world year old over as the Olympics most important, compilation. The most important event of mankind, and that makes me weird. <laughs> no, um, no, the Super All right, Nintendo. Let's move on to our final track. I'm going to what say, story. which is a moot point anyway. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to say that. Just Give us both tie a point on that one. Yeah. Give us both a point. Yeah. yeah. So I'm still I'll give ahead you guys both by. A point. I'm still ahead by one, but it's closer because if Justin gets this, then we tie. <laughs> Let's just right. do whatever gets it over with faster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Justin has four. Lucas Which has is what your five. Mom said last night. Justin has. Oh God! Eugene has one more track, <laughs> and a and here we go. Quite honestly, I I would fucking shit my pants if either of you guys got this one. But I'm shitting Dragon my pants that you even knew what that Olympics game was, Lucas. So that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. As we're listening to this, my dad had a lot of games from before I was born, and I played all of them. Sure. Yeah, I love that game. I remember getting it. I didn't get it, but again, I played it at a friend's house, you know, and shut uh, up, during the Olympic season. Shh. You shut up. We're yeah, having right. a moment. <laughs> I tried to have a moment earlier. My internet wouldn't let me. All right, so here's your next track and your first hint. This game um, was developed and published by Koei. Oh, it existed back then? Before they Dynasty were Dynasty Warriors Tempo. 64. <laughs> no, but um, you're actually kind of not far off. There was Mystical no Dynasty Warriors. There was no Dynasty well, Warriors 64. And this Mystical was a um, GameCube title. What'd you say, Lucas? I said Mystical Ninja Goemon. No. I don't even remember who releases those games. I think it's the same people who do Bomberman. Here's your next track. Um, this game was a um, fighting action game similar to the Dynasty Warrior series, actually. But you Bushido. can perform like me No, you can for perform like melee attacks with like spells and stuff. So it was actually pretty cool. Ronin. Mm -mm. Just, but I'm just guessing Japanese words. I have no idea what you said, but no. 
<laughs> so this game was also oh. multi-platform. It um, released on the GameCube, the PlayStation 2, and oddly enough, again, the Game Boy Advance. Next but no track. Xbox. No Xbox. If I guess if you remember back then, the Xbox didn't really get a lot of Japanese ports. True. Fire Emblem uh, Ike. No. Yeah, that's a PlayStation game. Could <laughs> be. So, so you can play this game um, with up to four players. It was also single player, but you know, the multiplayer is where it was at with me. Like we used to get a bunch of buddies together and just like you know, it was just fucking great. This is gonna be one of those I don't know this game games, isn't it? Perhaps. Very, very much. All right, all right, all right. Here is your next track. We're running out of tracks here. Running out of hints too. Um, gosh. I, I don't really have many more hints for you guys. Um, there was a versus multiplayer mode in it. I didn't really like that that much. Got there nothing, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give you one more track, and then we're gonna call it. Um, gosh, <laughs> I just don't think you guys are gonna get this. Um, the box art, if I remember correctly, featured what looked like a bunch of like Dragon Ball Z-looking motherfuckers. I'm hearing the bell signifying the bell. Is it like WrestleMania? No, that's my Discord. Uh, I was gonna say, I think Eugene needs to turn down his notifications. I, I honestly thought that was like a, a wrestling bell dinging or something. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I can't turn off my Discord noise without turning off the noise for the actual music with the all set up, so I apologize. I'm going back to eating cookies now. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna guess nobody's gonna get this fucking game. Yeah. Um, which makes Lucas the winner, but before I tell you play you out on your victory music, Lucas, I'm going to tell you that this game was called Mystic Heroes, and it was actually a lot of fun. Um, it was like a, like I said, it was kind of Dynasty Warriors-esque, um, but it was, you could play with four players, so it was really cool. <clears throat> Alright, well, we did it. Lucas is our winner. He is the Nintendo's champ for the week. Um, how do you feel, Lucas? You've got another notch under your belt on that one. I feel like I'm coming for you, Eugene. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna take you down. I'm gonna be the Nintendo's king of life. I need to carry on that legacy. So I plan to plan to make it happen for all my fallen right. brothers. I killed Steve to get here. I murdered him. He's never coming back. I feel like um, Hax and I had a lot of similar gaming tastes because he says saying that this was so so good as well and I completely agree like we would well, freaking um, drop playing Crystal Chronicles and like immediately pick up playing a game like this like it you can't beat four player multiplayer like this like I I'm, I gotta be real you and I actually have a lot more in common than I realized like we sure are very simpatico maybe that goes to our both of our rather easygoing natures but like Maybe we just like like more stuff, but I feel like we would have been good friends as kids. Even though I would have been like sure. 
six when you were like 11. You know? <laughs> right. All right, guys. Well, we're going to close it here. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back with the question block. All right, we are I need back. To... Uh, Justin needs to. Justin needs to not drink his coffee so early on podcast evenings because I think I'm crashing. <laughs> I, I just downed thirty ounces of iced coffee, so I'm fucking ready, y'all. Um, we're back. It is question block time. Justin is going to lead us away with minus's question. So why don't you take us there, Justin? All right, minus asks for some strange reason. Uh, is Yoshi a boy or a girl? Apparently a random question that came up at his workplace today. And, uh, the answer is whatever that particular Yoshi happens to be. Because Yoshi (laughs) is a species, as well as the name of a particular character. So, I'm assuming that since Yoshi is a species, it is either... A sexual species with boys and girls, or an asexual species, in which case it has neither. <laughs> Couldn't be more wrong. So that Cute is that my think... that is my scientific answer to that question. Cute that you think that, but you could not be more wrong. Okay, so the deal is Yoshi's are all male. We are not going by the cartoon in this hashtag. Case, hashtag gender equality. Male Yoshi's can lay eggs because that's a thing. <laughs> And nobody out there is saying they can't. There are no female Yoshis. They all died off before the first Super Mario Bros. game. But the remaining Yoshis evolved to be able to fertilize their own eggs. So a Yoshi lays an egg and then fertilizes it when it's sitting there in the nest. And that's how Yoshi eggs are hatched. I'm going to go um, completely on a different direction here. And I'm going to say that Yoshis are a species that are kind of like what Justin said. They're genderless. They just are. um, They just are. Yoshi is a Yoshi. (laughs) So uh, I don't think we have to. I I don't think that unless Yoshi wants to um, identify as a boy or girl. We don't have to force him to identify as a boy or girl. But it's Yoshi's right. And you just called it a him. So you are supposing gender onto a Yoshi that doesn't want to have its gender assumed. I think the big question. I think the big question we have to ask is: Are Yoshi's actually using their unborn children as projectile weapons? Wouldn't you if you were able to? (laughs) Or I, I suppose it's their period. If in the case of them being female, so let's not. Oh god! Oh god! It actually does uh, kind of bring up an interesting question, though. Like in in the form of shit. like, is the egg is the shit. egg destined for birth, or is it just a throwaway <laughs> egg if it's not properly fertilized? In which case, well, c- I, c- I guess considering it makes the eggs out of whatever it eats, I mean, there's a, another direction we could go in that. Oh, <laughs> so, so is Yoshi you know? just a failed type of star warrior, and he comes from the same <laughs> line as Kirby, or like, how does that work? Well, I always thought Yoshi was a Pokemon because you know it's an animal-like creature that can only say its own name. Mm. I can see that. Actually, also, what do they? What do they eat in Dinosaur World? Do they like cook Yoshis or do they just eat Stegosaurus Yoshi, and Brontosaurus? Yoshi eats and stuff? berries. 
So and fireballs. Actually, Yoshi eats all sorts of fruits. Watermelons are the. Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> That was probably the most stimulating conversation we've had all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Why don't you take us with our next question, Justin? This one comes from Phantom. All right. Um, if you could bring back a game developer or publisher who has died off, who would it be? Uh, Steve's answer is Iwata. Um, I don't think that's quite the uh, answer that phantom was looking for because having reread the question um i was thinking game designer but game developer would be like the company that makes it so um i'm gonna have to kind of rethink my answer um i'll, I'll jump in then because yeah, i, I go, do have an answer it. um my first thought when this um, question got posed was, gosh, what games um, developers that I really, 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 really liked and played a lot of their games is now no more? First thing that popped up was Westwood Studios. I don't know if you guys have ever played the Command & Conquer games, but I used to be mm. all about that shit. Like, that was the... Be, between that and Dune, um, those were the first two games that introduced me way back in the fucking dial-up era to online games, and I was fucking hooked. Like, I used to boot up um, Command & Conquer and play with a bunch of buddies. What was really cool when, like, um, Red Alert 2 and everything started coming out was that, like, that was pretty much like the advent of like online game lobbies and like matchmaking and everything like that at least that was for me like that was my first experience into that and i was like just blown away that i could just be in like a chat room with a bunch of people and like you know <laughs> talking shit about whose rhino tank was killing whose grizzly tank so it was great um i mean i can think of a few um just random things for random reasons nothing that like really passionately comes to mind i mean i suppose i mean rare still exists but not in the same form it was in the 90s so mm -hmm. you know they'd be nice to have back um but the first developer that came to mind was pandemic studios uh mostly because it would have been nice to get a real Star Wars Battlefront mm -hmm. and one available on all platforms because I mean the Battlefront games are still coming out on DS and PSP uh, long after they stopped making them on consoles so it w so I imagine if Pandemic was still making them now we probably would have gotten a Battlefront game on the Switch and maybe even on the Wii U um, and uh, another one that came to mind was Midway um, Midway made a lot of my oh, favorite yeah, good answer. arcade games and arcadey games in the 90s. I mean, especially, you know, most famous for Mortal Kombat, but they also did the Rush series. They partnered with Nintendo on mm -hmm. Cruisin' and Killer Instinct. Um, they also had, you know, their pinball games, and um, I think if there is a company that kind of screams 90s arcade fun it was midway sure lucas i had to look up my company because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't remember who they were from their name they're that obscure um and i don't even know if they're really dead i know 
sorry, there was a sandstorm. Um, I don't know if they're really dead, but I know that they haven't really done anything in a long while. Um, I believe their name is pronounced Rakjin. Um, they used to be Rakdim, but that was just a, a pronunciation error from like the English translation. They are the developers behind Snowboard Kids, which was one of my favorite oh. games on the N64. Wow, my time okay. is short. Um, the game was <laughs> Sorry. the game was published. The game was published by Atlas, and that's what I usually think of when I think of the series. But the actual developer behind it, who later went on to develop a bunch of obscure, uh, like Full Metal Alchemist games and stuff like that, was Rakjin. And for what it's worth, they probably made my favorite battle racing game of all time. I would love them to come back just for the sake of that. And it, I think they are technically still back. Because all it says on their page on Wikipedia is that they were established like 23 years ago. I just don't think they're doing anything. I think they're like mercenary style, like hiring out. But I want my Snowboard Kids back. That was like my favorite <laughs> game. I'd take Snowboard it Snowboard Kids day. was rad. Yeah, Snowboard so Kids good. was rad. So that's, that's my answer. Awesome. Well, why don't you take us to our next question then, Lucas? This one comes from Jay-Z Beast. All right. Okay, Jay-Z Beast asks... How would you guys feel if Nintendo did a mobile virtual console for NES games on smartphones? I'd eat that up. Um, Apathetic. <laughs> ad admittedly, the worst thing about playing games on smartphones, well, besides the fact that they just don't feel as tight as they do on like a regular system, um, I, mean, I don't I like... Suppose I suppose with uh, 8 bit though controllers it's probably more tolerable than, you know, touchscreen controls. Well, yeah, that's but... what I was that's what I was going to say is that you really need to be invested in the mobile gaming market with something like that in mm -hmm. order to really play a game like that and enjoy it. Unless unless they have some kind of like, you know, maybe you have a phone that still has like a gamepad for some reason, but <laughs> but like by and large people have these, you know, all screen phones nowadays and they're not that much fun to play on so i don't personally i don't think i would want to invest in i have an 8-bit controller i don't know if i really want to invest in like making it work with my phone i think i'd just give up and be like no nope, i'm good too hard sure so, probably not a big fan of it personally but hey it'd make tons and tons and oodles of money on the downside, it might make our virtual console a little less special and make less of a reason to buy games on an actual Nintendo system. And I think it would also um, dilute the brand and kind of generate some bad, some bad vibes. You know, Nintendo already kind of uh, hit a sour note with the Super Mario Run. Um, you know, $10 full price game, which, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think that was a, a perfectly reasonable price for what you got for the game. But, I mean, for Nintendo to release subpar virtual console games on phones that run so-so and have terrible controls is not going to enamor them with mobile gamers any. Well, and the fact that the games are really made... I mean, like NES games, if we're talking NES games, those are hard games. Like, those are games right. that you need to be on point with. I mean, um, they've, they've released some of those old Mega Man games on 
phones officially, but... Well, yeah, like, I mean, one of my favorite Sonic games of all time, Sonic CD, got a mobile release, but I haven't really wanted to go back and play it because it's on my mobile, you know? I, right. I'd rather just port it on my computer and play the ROM than, you know, play it on mobile where I'm going to be, like, tapping buttons and, you know, messing up, so... Yeah. Mm. So Probably, I think... Yeah, yeah. I, th- I Pro- think it'd be a bad idea. I think it could be a good idea. I just know personally I have no interest in it. Eugene? Eugene? Yeah, so um, I kind of... I don't really have any interest in this. Like, So number one, I've already had this because emulators are already a thing on like Android. So like when I had an Android phone, like I literally had like... You know, <laughs> Game Boy emulators, NES emulators, SNES emulators. And it was great. Like, I could play Illusion to Guy on the go and everything. But what it always came down to was that um, it just doesn't feel right to play with touchscreen controls. And like you said, Justin, I'm not... Like, I could, like, b- dig out, like, an 8-bit dough or something like that. But at that point, like, am I playing a portable game anymore? Like, when I have to have, like, my phone propped up and then, like, an 8-bit dough. Like, at that point, I'd rather just play it, like... You know, on, on a computer the switch. or something. Yeah, or on the Switch, exactly. So, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that Nintendo would do this. And if they did, I mean, sure, I guess that would be great, but I would only um, probably get, like, select titles, you know, like maybe like a Tetris or like a, you know, like a game, like a role-playing game, you know, like any, like, Final Fantasy games or something like that. But, like, for, like, a Mario, nah, I'll pass. Can can I make one last point real quick? And yeah. Kill our timer system. No. Um... <laughs> If mobile phones had the kind of HD rumble-like compatibility that the Joy-Cons have, I could see there being a point to playing a game like that again, because I feel like you could do something with the rumble to kind of give you that sensation of inputting on a button, and that's really what I yeah, want to I mean, when the... I play on a mobile phone. Um, when I hit, when I, I hit I the mean, A I button, the... I don't know that I'm hitting it, and that's where I come into the issue. Like, if I felt that sensation of hitting a button, even if it wasn't really there, that might be enough to make it worthwhile for me. I just don't think the tech is there yet for the phones. Yeah, I mean, I have um, the the iPhone 8, and, like, the home button, the you know classic home button on the iPhone is not actually a button. It's just a touchpad, but when you press oh, it, right. there's that haptic feedback that makes mm-hmm. it click. And I think that might go, you know, towards making touchscreen d-pads more tolerable but yeah it's never going to replace an actual physical rocking pad under your thumb (laughs) sure all right lucas why don't you take us to our final question this one comes from our handsome um executive producer hacks if you had to kill off any one nintendo (laughs) franchise slash character who would it be and why? I don't know. Um, if I had to kill off anyone... Oh, I know, I know, I know who I'd want to kill, and they already kind of killed her off. I would want to kill off Crystal from Star Fox. Um, I loved Star Fox 64, and I didn't realize that this was part of the reason, and it's going to sound, I guess, kind of chauvinistic or whatever, but take it as you will. I like that the original Star Fox was a boys' club. Like, I like that you had Fox and Slippy and Falco and Peppy. There was a real, like, kind of, like, dude 
bond there that I thought was really cool. And then they introduce Crystal as like the the cash in weirdly furry sexual love interest in the <laughs> other game, Adventures. And then they gave her like a slot and replaced Peppy on the team, and she was like the psychic and everything. And that had like a Star Trek vibe to it. Like she felt like Balana or not Balana. The, the, the character from Star Trek who could, like, read thoughts and stuff. The empath. But anyway, um, nerddom aside here. Troy. Uh, yeah, Troy. Deanna she Troy. felt like her, and, like, that was interesting. <laughs> but, like, I miss that, like, four-guy dynamic kind of thing, you know? Kind of like what we have at Infendo, or, like, what we had with, like, the five of us and what we now have with the four of us. Like, there is something kind of cool about that, and it's a unique dynamic that you don't always see in games, and I liked it. And when they kind of, like, shot a character out and replaced him, I was like, well, this sucks, and it's not really the same crew. But then they kind of killed her off in the reboot. The of Lucas do not necessarily <laughs> reflect those of Infendo or our sponsors. Well, I, I <laughs> or listeners. Anything, I don't think there's anything wrong with preferring that your game have a specific number of characters of one gender or another, you know? There's games all over the board that highlight female relationships, male relationships, and everything in between. And I think it's just fine to say that you want your game to focus mostly on males at certain points. Like, there's nothing I wrong mean, with that. It's just it's and, a character I mean, choice. Joking, joking aside, I think there is a certain value in, in the action movie-like tone, especially that very, like, 80s Top Gun vibe that Star Fox tends yeah. to go for, where, yeah... Um, I kind of see that. Um, I, uh, I haven't. Okay, I haven't thought of a franchise yet that I'd want to kill off. But for the interest of story, I would kind of like to see them dare to kill off Samus. Oh, Ooh, not because I don't like her as a character, and I not because I don't like Metroid as a franchise. Although it's hit or miss. <laughs> Right, exactly. I think if they're going to try to turn... Like, if hmm. Metroid's just going to be like a Zelda game or a Mario game where every game is the same, then fine, keep Samus. But if they're going to try to pretend like there's this ongoing epic storyline, at some point they're going to have to change up the formula. And I think the best way to do that is to actually not just stop using her, but kill off the Samus character and have another bounty hunter Question. take her place. With new abilities. Would you want to see, like, a prequel story with someone like Adam? Would you want to see maybe her friend from Other M, that, like, huge dude who almost gets eaten by Ridley? Like, would you want to see a pre-existing character? Or would you want to see somebody entirely new? Because there are a couple of... Having never played Other M, uh, none of that means anything to me. Um, so I guess it would, wouldn't really matter to me. Like I always, years ago when I imagined a Metroid movie, I always imagined her being part of a team of bounty hunters, kind of like, you know, like Metroid Prime Hunters introduced and whatnot. Um, and that, you know, if Samus died, then her partner would, you know, take up or whatever. So I'm going to jump in here since there's not much time left. And I do want to get my thoughts in here. Um, But (laughs) I want to see Nintendo um, in the next Zelda franchise. I want to see them kill off Link. And I want to play as Zelda. Like, let's let's put Zelda as the main character for once. You can do that in a CDI game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would be down for that. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be interesting, right? Like, it is the Legend of Zelda. Let's let her be something more than just a damsel in distress, you know? Like, she... Obviously, in Breath <laughs> of the Wild, she can hold her own against Ganon. So, like, let's... um. Yeah, let's let's get a game like based on her. I'd like to hear that tale. And what would be interesting about that is Zelda's less combat and more magic based. Mm-hmm. So it would even kind of could even change the dynamic of the gameplay. Like maybe be a little bit more like casting spells instead of swords and, um, and sure. bows. I, I don't know if you remember this or not, but there was this rumor that was going around for a few years that was big for a few years about this game called, like, The Legend of Zelda, The Great Deluge or something. And it was supposed to be all about this guy who thought that he was Link and, like, is playing through the period where Hyrule is getting flooded, like, right before Wind Waker. And, like, he's not actually the hero. He thinks he's the hero, but he's delusional. He's heard too many, like, fairy tales and stuff. He's just a dude. And, like, that was supposed to be the game that was coming out and everything. And, of course, totally you know, play it, that. it never right? happened. But, like, it's a cool concept, right? Like, I would really like it in Breath of the Wild if you could be whoever you wanted. Be your own character kind of stuff. Like, I've, I would love a Zelda game where you get to be Zelda or anyone else, really. Right, right. That's <laughs> Awesome. All right, so that concludes um, the question block. Thank you for everybody that submitted a question. If you would like to submit a question, you can too by joining our Patreon at uh, www.patreon.com and hit that question block for $3 or more. All right, so we're going to move on to our final section. This one is going to be change the system. Um, I'm going to go first here because, as I've said, um, I really haven't been playing a lot of video games um, lately. But um, I don't know. It, it, I've just kind of been in a I don't know. You here. seem to have been playing a lot of home improvement. Yeah, I literally have. I've been. That, that's what I was gonna say. I've kind of been getting my jollies out of like you know put, getting some physical labor because you know I've been remodeling my house. We finally are like two steps away from moving back into our master bedroom, so that's gonna feel nice. But yeah, like I um I don't know if it's just like it's definitely not lack of games because there's a ton of games that I could be playing right now. A ton of games that are continually come out on the Switch, but. I don't know. I think I'm waiting for just the right game or maybe just like a little lull in my, you know, daily life. But yeah, I I fired up a few rounds of PUBG and that's about it. So I'm going to toss it off to whoever is wanting to speak next. Who has been playing some games they want to talk about this week? Justin? Um, all right. Well, Lucas is shrugging, so I guess I'll (laughs) jump in there. Um, I, I mean... Other than my usual, you know, a little bit of Skyrim here, a little bit of, you know, Dr. Mario there, you know, just all my kind of oddball throw them in, play for a night sort of games. Um, I do have a couple of games that I'm doing for review that have kind of changed up uh, what I've been playing. Um, the first one uh, is one that I've mentioned the past couple of weeks, uh, 80s Overdrive. And I, I felt the need to mention it this episode, even though I was felt like I was kind of done with it last week, because I reached a point in the game where it really started to pick up and become more fun, and so I'm glad I stuck with it a little bit longer. Um, there's uh, 
the beginning part of the game is frustrating. There's a lot of repetition involved. There's a lot of replaying the same races over and over again to get good enough, either a good enough car or an um, upgraded enough car to really feel competitive. But once you hit that next level, the racing really becomes more fun because um, you can hold your own in some of the tougher races. Um, so I'm going to give that game a little bit more time before I put my uh, my final opinion on that. But I did want to kind of voice that if you sure. have picked that up and you kind of fell off of it after a little while, it's worth sticking with for, for a little while longer. Um, the other game that I've briefly played is another game that we got for review, uh, called Membrane. Um, and it's, it is weird. Um, <laughs> the intro to the game is completely out there. Um, the basically, I mean, there's no real, it doesn't explain the story. So the best I can figure is you're basically playing a synapse. <laughs> so the intro starts off with this weird little, like, animated hand-drawn flash animation sort of thing of a fly landing on a person's arm and then it zooms into the person's brain and you are basically following the path of the signal from the brain down to the arm like you can actually like the map screen shows the line going from the brain to the arm and it's a puzzle platformer and so how it works, it's almost a little portal-esque, but not, you know, with like the teleporting thing, but with that sort of, whoa, everybody's still there. I thought he was like emphasizing a point, but he was actually just falling. No, the point, the point is I'm, I'm on my phone and I just knocked it over. Um, <laughs> um, so your character is basically a little body with a pointed head. And whatever direction the point is facing shoots this string of dots that stick to certain surfaces and each other. Hmm. And then these things can become like strings or rods or bridges or whatever that are affected by gravity and the environment and thing and motion and stuff like that. And um, this is another game like 80s Overdrive, where I hit a point where I feel like it got too difficult and too frustrating too quickly. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm only in the third, second or third world. The first world is all tutorial stuff and just like you breeze right through it. The f it's it's a lot like Box Boy. I'm going to keep going go because... Yep. Yeah, I'm going to keep going since this is for review. Um, it reminds me a lot of Box Boy where you have like, you know, it introduces you to the concepts and then starts building on them. Um, so the first world is all tutorial. The second world kind of gets you into using this dot shooting device to get to the other side of the levels. And then the third world really starts pulling out all the stops and making you really think about how you are doing this. And I have already reached... One world that took me about an hour of experimentation oh, and 
and just kind of wrapping my head around the way everything works before I finally figured out a way around it. Because there's no necessarily right answer. It's however you build off of these things. And I'm actually stuck in a world right now that is killing me. I cannot figure this one out. So um, I'm hoping I can kind of push through this and get to it because the concept is brilliant. And this sounds like I a game this. right up my alley, actually. Probably Steve, too, since you mentioned yeah, Boxboy. Like, yeah, like it really, especially, especially with the art style and the very simplistic, this is what you can do and that is all you can do sort of vibe that I get from it. But... Um, yeah, I again, I feel like it got too difficult too quickly, or maybe I'm just dumb. But um, uh, if I can't get through this this stage that I've been stuck on for the past day and a half, I'm not sure I'm gonna write an effective review for it. But you know, the concept is there, the art style is there, um, the physics are there. It's just you know, it's a little a uh, little opaque right now for me. <laughs> Sure. Fair enough. Well, I, that's that's cool. I mean, I, I, we've mentioned this before, but it's it's nice to see that we're starting to get some um, reviews from some, some from de- eh, from some from Dell. <laughs> I can't speak. indie developers. Yeah, thank you very much. But and so yeah, so if you guys are listening for whatever reason, thanks for sending us your games. We really appreciate that. Awesome. So yes, um, definitely. Lucas, so- we, we we love trying out new things and being an indie <laughs> podcast, indie website. Mm-hmm that we are we definitely appreciate and support you know the indie development because for sure this is i think this is the future of gaming is just you know people with ideas just putting them out there right i mean like freaking hue adventure you know like exactly exactly (laughs) good segue All right, Lucas, why don't you um, hit us with the games you've been playing this week? Actually, before I start, I need to ask you something about um, this, because I have a game that I've been playing, but I'm not allowed to release a review for it for another 11 days, and I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it or not, so... You can talk... I read the the release, you can talk about it, but you're not allowed to score it, so you can give, like, general impressions, but you can't say if you... You can't necessarily say if you like it or not. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so this game is easily... A- no, I'm not kidding. I'm not going to do that. Um, without saying without saying whether or not I like this game, I will say that I like games of this genre. I have been playing a game called Danmaku Unlimited 3, and holy crap, is it neutral, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> it, is so, it is so neutral, um, I can't put it down. Uh, you, it's a it's a shoot 'em up space shooter top down kind of Galaga style game, but it's all bullet hell. And the special mechanic of it is that when you scrape your ship along the side of a bullet, you increase your points. And like the goal oh, wow. is to get as close to the bullets as possible in a bullet hell game without getting touched. Oh so my god! So it's like it's like riding meets burnout. <laughs> my god! It is so neutral. Like I. <laughs> it is the most neutral game I have ever received as a review code. I am honored or not honored to have received said game. And my God, that's all I'm going to say about that. Wait another week and a half and I'll have a review out for you folks on Nintendo.com. Um, if you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, you already know that I have played a crap ton of Darkest Dungeon. Um, I played with my friend Corey, who, again, is apparently my only friend in real life. Um, 
and we would each take two characters and we would play that way. Um, I've kind of gone about making that my Infendo plays of the game because the stuff I wanted to do was way too ambitious for me. Do not have the time for it right now, but I can at least get some <laughs> gameplay out there. And he loves recording, and this is his microphone that I use every week on the show. So <laughs> thank you, Corey. We're going to play another, like, three hours next week, so you're never going to stop getting updates about Darkest Dungeon videos. But I'm going to leave <laughs> that for you guys to watch or not watch on YouTube. Everything is there for you to experience. Mm -hmm. Um, the other game I have been playing is not on a Nintendo system, but I have been watching a lot of Markiplier lately, which in addition to, I think, altering how I've been opening my videos on YouTube, has also caused me to go back and re-download and play a game called Plague Inc., which is a very old game that I think most people here probably played, I assume. It was pretty popular back in the day. You literally just, like, spawn in a virus and you have to take over the whole world and then kill everybody through mutations and stuff. Super fun game. Really enjoyed it. Glad I got back into it. What did that. you say it's called? Plague Inc. Hmm. I've heard of it, but I've never played it. Uh, I'm gonna, I might have to pick it up. It's fun. It's morbid. Um, I tend to get really into like the, the plot of a game, and the plot of this game is literally trying to counter humans' best efforts to stop them all from dying. So I have Perfect. trouble with that. But, um, but there is a Nurax worm option where you can make them all think you're God by taking over their brain as a little worm. That one's fun. <laughs> the zombie apocalypse one is kind of fun. So there's options out there for you. Um I haven't gotten back into uh, Ocarina of Time. I want to, but the last time I tried to play, I was dead tired. And it was that in-between dungeons thing where you have to sneak into the castle and say hi to Zelda. And I was like, I don't want to do this right now. So That's I didn't do that. Really? Because that takes all of like five minutes. Yeah, but it's so even. boring. Um, what I did do, plus then you have to hear about the creation myth for like the third time because that's all strewn about the beginning of the game. Um, what I uh, well, did Well, you know, play, all, the, all that important zelda storyline that you love so much shut your whore mouth it's a beautiful game <laughs> with a wonderful story but they overdid it with that one um however a game that i was able to play very recently right before the show started cut him out just cut his mic was kirby star allies and uh, because the demo came out in north america like five hours ago Wait, wait, wait. Kirby Star Allies? Allies. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, thought this was suddenly took a strange Middle Eastern turn. And was there really anything wrong with that? Anyway, <laughs> it's a very interesting game. I really like it. I'm very excited for it. I think it could be my next favorite Kirby game after Kirby 64. Interesting. Um, the, if you haven't played it yet, you can go and download it right now and play it like after the show. But, um... The gameplay mechanic is that you have up to three friends that you can just ally with by throwing a little heart on them. And then they're your allies. You can merge abilities with them. So you can create, like, a Sir Kibble that has, like, fire boomerangs instead of, like, the regular cutter ones and stuff. And there are things strewn about the level, like a bomb that's hanging from a rope. So in order to make that activate and get to the like the secret area, you have to have a fire and a cut ability. And that brings me back to that old like Kirby 64 style thing where you had to like find abilities ahead of time and bring them to specific zones and stuff. It looks like it's going to be a simpler version of that game. Like I was playing with Hacks the other night when he had downloaded the European version. 
And he told me flat out, like, sword and fire is sword and fire. Ice and sword is ice and sword. Like, there's no special cool abilities or anything like that. It's just they merge, you know, elements with them. But it still sounds really cool. They're bringing back Yo-Yo, which was, like, my favorite ability. There's some cool (laughs) villains and, like, the loosest of plots, which is all I ask for in a Kirby game, like (laughs) Kirby 64. So, like, I'm, I'm hyped for this one. Also, it's very pretty. Like, if you go so, down and you play it, it's so nice looking. Let me just ask you this. Does it have mm-hmm. what my favorite Kirby game has in it? And does it have golf? Golf? It has Kirby's- so much. Yeah, I know. Kirby the Dream worst Course, Kirby dog. game ever made. I know. I bought that <laughs> at a flea market as a child. Didn't know it was a garbage game. And regretted uh, uh, right, I'm, going to, Come on. I'm going to defend it's Kirby so Dream boring. Course because for what limited amount of time I've put on it on my Super NES Classic, I find it to be fun and original. But to be fair, I am playing it in the 21st century with save states. It's <laughs> not. Here's the, here's the only thing I have against Kirby's Dream Course. I didn't know it was a golf game when I bought it because I was a kid and I saw Kirby and I was like, Kirby! And I played it, and I was like, what is this? This isn't Kirby. This is a freaking You should have picked up a gaming magazine. Yeah, that would Read have been a smart thing shit. for no allowance seven-year-old Lucas to do. Maybe um, you should have been listening to Infendo Radio. Shit. Actually, yeah, yeah I think Infendo was around back then. Probably. probably so I could have listened to it. But, um, but yeah, no, so really, Kirby Star Allies, I think it could be really good. I think it's the first game that I really want this year. Other than ukulele, which when will it go on sale? So that's that. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> it's been it's been as I've seen it as low as twenty dollars on Steam on like, occasion. So I mean, it we're we're due for a sale on the Switch. I really sure. want that game. I really want that game. So just whenever I just it's don't cheap, forty dollar want that. Yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. We've had the discussion. Exactly. Right. We know where we stand. Right. <laughs> All right, well, that brings Lucas's Change the System to a conclusion. That also brings us to the conclusion of our show. Um, Before we get out of here, we're about to hit you with all kinds of shit, so get ready. Um, Guys, we just launched our merchandise shop, and we're actually really pumped about it. Um, It's housed, or it's run on uh, Design by Humans, so if you go to Design by Humans forward slash shop forward slash Infendo, you can find us. Um, Otherwise, you can go to Infendo.com and click on the link for the merch shop but regardless there's all kinds of really cool stuff up there guys um there's some hue adventure shirts you can get a fucking infendo morpher mug you can get a sticker of all your favorite (laughs) yeah you can get a a sticker of all of your favorite infendo crew with a little design that lucas made that's almost in the vein of animal crossing i believe but actually (laughs) it's kind of giving me um stardew valley vibes if i have to be honest but regardless There's all kinds of cool stuff up there. So, yeah, support us. I mean, you know, we're a small stream, and we'll actually get a little bit of kickback if you guys buy our stuff. So um, we would really appreciate that. And oh, God. Phantom is, a- Phantom is asking in the chat if we can get a Lucas body pillow. We'll work on that. That might have to I be will, on some kind of different site. I will make this happen, Phantom. <laughs> um, Lucas, is your new Infendo logo on anything in the shop right now? Because The yes. Bayonetta one? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's on. Right. It's on. Literally, it's on like everything except. No, it's even on coffee mugs. It's on everything. You can buy it as a sticker. You can buy it as a shirt. You can buy it as whatever. Yeah, you want, Luke, bro. Lucas made this this sweet Infendo logo that looks just like the Bayonetta yeah, logo, and it's even rad. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's. Yeah, it's some good stuff it's, on it's there. It's probably my. It's probably second favorite to our home improvement logo for me, which is <laughs> also on there. And we will be like, we'll be adding new content all the time because, like, I I went to school for graphic design and I've got the bug. So like, you pitch me an idea on our Discord, I'll freaking make it happen, and you can buy that. Sh- stuff up so I went, don't make that a thing i went to school for graphic design and said fuck this shit i'm out <laughs> so. what's really cool about our web store to kind of interrupt a little bit is that i mean it it's not just like for dudes but there's also some women's designs on there as well so like if you want to get like a you know like a cool much cute, lucas's disappointment <laughs> if you want to get a cute little t-shirt for your girlfriend you can you there's tank tops there's sweatshirts i don't know why we can't do um backpacks or beanies and stuff yet but we're gonna look into that because i think that would be really cool to have as well so yeah, go check us out. Um, it's on yeah. um, again designedbyhumans.com forward slash shop forward slash infendo, or you can go to infendo.com and click on our merch shop. And speaking of infendo.com, go there because up on the top we've got all kinds of cool new stuff up there. You can get a direct link to our Discord if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of infendo.com. It'll actually tell you live who is on infendo um, or on the infendo Discord right now, so you can see if like Lucas is active and talking shit to Justin and I about him beating us in video games or something like that. So yeah, definitely join our Discord channel. Um, We've already gotten a few new Discord members since we added that, and we'd like to get a few more, so definitely do that. Um, more plugs, more plugs, more plugs. Please <laughs> subscribe to us on YouTube, y'all. Um, we've got Infendo Plays going up almost on the daily. So, um, that's kind of been Lucas's baby, so go, um, support him in that. Of course, if you subscribe to us, you will be, um, notified when we go live for Infendo Radio, so that's a thing, too. So definitely check us out on YouTube. Um, lastly... Um, on the plug train, um, definitely join us on Patreon if you want to throw us a few bucks. Um, again, we're small streamers, so like every little bit helps. It's nice to be able to like purchase games with the money that you guys give us and be able to talk to it on the show, you know? So like you guys giving us money is like directly going to impact the show. So we really do appreciate that. Um, with that, I'm done. (laughs) So I'm going to tell y'all where you can find me, and um, that is going to be on the Twitterverse, on at Infendo Eugene. Of course, you can follow Infendo at Infendo, and like I said before, be sure to go to www.infendo.com and uh, join us on all of our channels. Um, Justin, where can we find you this week? Oh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Infendo Justin. Um... And uh, when I get off my lazy ass, I'm also on at Utilidork with all my Disney opinions and occasionally writings and hopefully soon podcasts and vlogs when I get the ambition for that. That is a U-T-I-L-I-D-O-R-K. Um, and all of my uh, gaming information, Wii U, 3DS, and Switch gamer codes and whatnot are in my profile on at Infendo Justin as well. So uh, hit me up on that if you want to see what I'm playing and maybe play with me. <laughs> very nice, very nice. All right, um, I'm going to toss it over to Lucas. And Lucas, I, I did forget a plug, but I think you might have that plug in your room. So maybe you can... Uh, Talk about that a little bit because we have a contest oh going on this month. 
Okay. Um, ah, should I should a... I give my plug first, and then we can just yeah, go right to sure. the contest? Because that seems kind of okay. That way, I don't butt in afterwards. Um, I'm just going to keep it really simple and focus on Hue Adventure because I'm all over the webs. But Hue Adventure is my baby. Um, I'm making a video game. Um, it is very early in development. I'm currently working on level two out of six. But um, if you want to know about that, if you have any interest in it at all, if you want to give me feedback, if you want to play it, whatever. Um, best way to find me right now is on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at L-U-K-A-S-P-E-A-C-E underscore, LucasPeace underscore. Um, if you really like me and you really want to help me grow as a developer, you can join my Patreon, which is literally just patreon.com slash shoeadventure. No pressure there. It's all good. But, like, that is, uh, I, I, let's be real, it's a motivator for me, you know? It shows me that there's interest. It shows me that people are wanting to support me. It gives me a little bit of a financial boon, which is much needed, considering, you know, I'm, I'm working on it because I love it, not because I'm making money on it. So, by all means, jump on that train if you want to. You don't have to. Just tweeting at me is enough. The more support I get, the more encouraged I feel, and the harder I want to work. So, like, you know, by all means, hit me up if you're interested. Um, that's all I want to say about that, because I don't want to overwhelm. We do have a contest, actually. We have two announcements, kind of. We want to give away our prize for this month, and we want to announce our prize for next month. So stay tuned for that. But we are going to start with our giveaway, which, again, I don't have right in front of me. It's sitting in a safe, cat-proof box. But we have three Amiibos that we're giving away all at once, because we're fantastic people. We've got an 8-bit Link, and we've got a uh, Super Smash Brothers Zelda, and we have a boxed Link Rider Amiibo. And all three of those Amiibos are going to one of our patrons, at any tier level, we just put everybody's name in a big old randomizer, and Eugene is yep. probably going to make a big spectacle. Doing that right now, actually. <laughs> and tell us who our beautiful winner is. Are we? Are we? Do we need to I'm stall? Not ready. I'm to not. Stall? I'm not ready for that. So uh, give me like. Uh, uh, by the time you talk talk Suspense. about what the giveaway is for this month, I will be ready for the okay. giveaway. So why don't you tell us about what our giveaway is this month? Uh, this one's a big one. Um, we went in and we chipped in on this very pretty, if you're watching live, um, Zelda chess set. It is a super legit for reals chess set. The pieces are gorgeous. They're all themed after like Ocarina of Time Zelda characters. Um, we're going to be blasting you with images of this chess set on all of our social media because we, we really want to give this to somebody super awesome. But it is really freaking cool and fantastic and like an $80 retail value. So if you want this chess set, which is still wrapped up, so you can do whatever you want with it in, in shrink wrap, um, please, all you got to do is be a patron, right? That's all we're doing for this giveaway, too. So literally anybody who's a patron for a dollar or more in the month of March is entered to win this chess set. So even if you just want to throw a buck and put in your chance to win, that's all it takes. Um, I want this. I wish I was getting this. The <laughs> castle pieces, the rooks, are Darunia, which is amazing. Um, it's literally like Lincoln Zelda versus Ganondorf and his army of evil. It's so beautiful, folks. I want it so bad. <laughs> but I can't win it because I work for Infendo. You, however, can because you don't. So please enter and win and make me happy by posting tons of pictures to social media of you having fun playing this. 
Preferably with your cute significant other, or your pet, or your parents, or somebody else who's amazing and loves you. So that's all I got for that. I'm praying that we're getting close to being ready Go for this. Oh, I'm ready. I'm fucking so, ready to rock and roll, folks. Forget the chess set, he says as he throws it on the ground. Let's <laughs> look, talk about amiibos. Let's give those away. So I'm going to turn on my screen share for all of you guys that are listening to us on the YouTube. You can actually see this nice little wheel here. So I'm going to scroll down here so just we can see that everybody who is a patron is indeed added to it, except for Hax, because he decided that he wanted to abstain from this giveaway, so he is not on the wheel. But everybody else is, so um, yeah, basically anybody who is a patron gets the chance to win these three fine amiibo, so without further ado, let's spin this motherfucking wheel. We know him. Very nice. I'm I'm actually kind of quite excited that Phantom is the winner there. Um very nice Phantom. That is awesome. Not that we have any favoritism or anything. Uh, well, um, Phantom, congratulations. You are our winner of our Amiibo contest for the month. Thank you, everybody, who entered to win. Obviously, you can enter on the next contest by being as little as a $1 patron, so jump on that fucking train, y'all. All right, so with that said, we Classy. are going to get out of here. Um, Phantom, if you would get into contact with us with uh, your address, we will get that shipped out promptly. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to join in on the fun next month, all you got to do is be a $1 patron and you get the chance to win it as well. Okay, guys. And before we, before oh, sorry, we go, go um, before we go, I just want to uh, make sure that we pimp our other Infendo member, uh, Steve, who could not be with us today. Good you call. can follow him on Twitter at Gentus1, that's J-E-N-T-A-S and the number one. Mm-hmm. Awesome. J-E-N-T-E-S so, T-E-S and number one. <laughs> Go ahead. As always, thank you all for joining us for the week. Um, thank you to our executive producer, Hacks Life. Um, you helped us to do what we do. I'm thank so you, everybody beautiful. who was a patron this month. Um, you guys are also very beautiful. Um, not just to Justin, <laughs> but to me as well. Also me. <laughs> So thank you guys. Thank you for having us another, uh, bringing us, ugh, Jesus, I can't spoke today. Um, thank you for joining you, us for another week of Infendo Radio. That is it. And we are gone. Catch you next week. <laughs>